Good morning, Vietnam! Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. Time to rock it from the Delta to the DMZ. Is that me or does that sound like an Elvis Presley movie? Viva Da Nang. Oh, Viva Da Nang. Da Nang me, Da Nang me. Why don't they get a rope and hang me? Hey, is this a little too early for being that loud? Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Do it, Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Aid with Booms. Nanu, Nanu. Nanu, Nanu. Yep. Were you about to bust into some knowledge? I, well, I, went, to, I went to a comedy club in New York, and Godfrey, you know that comedian? Yeah, Godfrey? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's it was right well. around when the, all the Cosby stuff was breaking out, and he does a great Cosby impression, and he had the keyboard player playing the theme song, and then he, like, every, like if the laughs would go down, or like every 10 minutes, he'd just... Bust into a minute of don't the do whatever the Cosby yeah. thing. I get Cosby, Cosby dance. mixed up with another theme song. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Don't the do. Oh, Seinfeld. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Jerry. Jerry. Totally different. <laughs> Jerry's like I'm having a hard enough problems. What's yeah. the deal with Dave not knowing <laughs> the theme song? What's the deal, with Bill Cosby? Jared, he won't play college campuses anymore. Uh, Seinfeld because it's just, of, it's just too PC for him. Yeah, yeah. none of his uh, jokes fly. Somebody almost nobody's jokes would fly if his don't yeah. fly because he's he's pretty pretty mild. mild. He's very mild. He's very family friendly. I read his book and it's just it's very was mild. It, mild. Stuff. Was it one of y'all that was telling me about there was a comedian that was on stage at a college and like said a oh, joke that yeah. was like not so PC and they booed him off stage and like uh, yeah a big a event. A lot of different people. <laughs> yeah, there was somebody but, recently. I, it was. It was either Bill Burr or Jim Jeffries or one of those guys. It could have been Dykes, too. I think it was Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr is yeah. very... Uh I like him, but he's very uh, kind of uh, suggestive. And <laughs> yeah. I saw Titus when he came here. He yeah. was really funny. He's yeah. but he's he, one of those road-hard comedians where, he, like, he's never going to have a bad set. Yeah. He, right. He'll just start talking about his family or make fun of the crowd. This yeah. is a perfect segue. Here. Exactly, right? It. It is. It's, I mean, it, it is a perfect segue because this guy... That we're going to talk about today, one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest stand-up comedians ever. Now I can't listen to him a lot because it's he's exhausting as hell. No, I don't mind. I don't think he's as exhausting as Bobcat. Bobcat's pretty exhausting too. But Bobcat's uh, changed his voice. Have you heard him since he yeah. dropped the persona? But even back, no, nah, even even in the nineties, he dropped that on his stand-up. Because uh, uh, I heard some recent stand-up and it was pretty tame. Yeah, it was. He'll do that voice every once a in a while Bobcat, in stand-up. But Bobcat, yeah, yeah. Someone came up to Bobcat in, in the airport and she's like, "I don't mean to offend you, but you look just like Bobcat Goldthwait." <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to offend you. That's why yeah. <laughs> got, I got no comeback for that lady. I remember speaking of Robin Williams, which is what today's pod's all about. The great Robin Williams, who we lost very, very early, and uh, how long ago? Loved to, a couple years, probably two, years. two or three years, probably. Yeah. Uh, I remember being like six years old, being at Video Mania with mom, and mom yelling at the uh, the owner or the person working there because Our he was mother? yeah because he was playing uh, oh he was playing Robin Williams stand up at like two in the afternoon in oh, the store shit and he, F-bombs she's and everything. like yeah she's like what are you doing she's yeah. like this kid's in the store you can't be playing this on the store <laughs> and, he, and he like was flabbergasted oh I'm sorry yeah and, and turned it off like that was <laughs> like completely a, appropriate to me <laughs> so you mind if I put some Carlin on I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was my dad he was gonna put Shining on right after yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of Andy Murphy Rock because <laughs> we had an introduction obviously 
obviously to like a lot of people you either saw him on Mork or Mindy or you saw yeah. him on Happy Days the couple episodes he was on Happy and Days because that was the crossover you know Frank uh, that's or Gary the first Marshall thing that I saw him on too. Gary Marshall saw his stand up and said this guy is hilarious we need to work him in on something and they put him on that Happy Day remember he came in as the he came in as Mork and uh it was really really funny and then that just immediately I think after one or two stints on uh happy days they completely spin it off to mork and mindy which was obviously massive he won a golden globe for that right it uh, went on for years right yeah it must at least kind of at least three or four i would imagine uh years that it went on but he won the golden globe for that he's won three other golden globes for the movies we're talking uh, going to talk about today and one uh oscar uh win but he's been nominated probably he's five or six times a bunch. I looked yeah. Him up. yeah but he had one uh concrete win and then uh a lot of golden globe wins so He's phenomenal. Yeah, he, he's absolutely. very versatile. You know, there's not many actors, and I love it when it happens when you see an, uh, a really funny comedian just cross over to something really major. And uh, someone that I've noticed this just this week because me and my girl have uh, started binging. We we just finished binging three different shows that all were phenomenal. Uh, one was the True Detective, which just started on HBO. The other one is uh, Sex Education on Netflix, which is really funny. And uh, the third one is Barry, which is Bill Hader. Uh, oh, and, really? and Henry Winkler, and it's it's basically p- gross point blank. He's an assassin, and his his handler is Stephen Root, and he gets these jobs. But there is some it's hilarious. But there is some brutal stuff in there. There's one one scene in the movie where uh, he snipes somebody through the window, and the top of his head just blows off. Oh shit! And the blood spurts everywhere. It's wow. why the guy's talking, and he's still talking, and you don't realize he doesn't realize it's happening. Oh wow! And you're like, wow, this is intense. Uh, but it's. You get to see Bill Hader do some serious dramatic shit in it, so it's going to be interesting to see him do this. Okay. And he just won the Emmy for this. Him and Harry Winkler just oh, won really? the Emmy, and they just won the Critics' Choice Award for What's it. What's this on? Uh, it's on HBO. Oh, okay. I can give you my code if you want to watch it. It's uh, uh, really he great. He did not say that, HBO. But he will not share code. Yeah, especially now that Netflix is cracking down on people doing that. Do you hear about that? Yeah, they yeah. have the AI that can pick up if you've shared your code with somebody or not. Which really? is stupid. They announced that, then they announced they're going to raise prices three bucks a yeah. month. I was like, come on, man. I said, you at least, I think you're allowed three different I don't, yeah, devices. computers or devices. Which on is the same fine. IP, though, not... not Maybe, I'd be, I, but it, I don't know. If you if you had, like, a parent or something that was using it, I don't Netflix see how that would be a problem. still pretty damn cheap. Yeah, that, that's what I don't Overall, understand. It's I like, like, pay, I pay $15 like, a month for HBO. I paid uh, $10 a month for uh, Netflix, soon oh, to be Paul 13. Oh, Paul did something special this past week. Oh, I cut the cable cord he big time. Saving, cable in the saving 80 bucks <laughs> a month, too, because I got the the Hulu Live TV. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like cable TV. Yeah. You watch it, it's got the commercials on it and everything. You can use the DVR. They have a cloud-based DVR. <laughs> it's probably owned by Cox. Well, still, I don't. I called them up. I my bill was like two hundred and ten dollars. I said, I said, I always. My wife just like blame it on me. Say, say <laughs> and. Uh, and any way she can get me to call is fine. I, I said, yeah, my mom, uh, my mom, my uh, wife wants me to cut this uh, this thing if I can't get this price down. And they, they told me they'd bring it down by fifteen dollars. Oh yeah, I said, thanks no. a lot. Yeah. I said no, I don't need that uh, that bad. <laughs> so we cut it, and but we got the uh, uh, the Hulu Live, and then we have an on the air DVR, over the air DVR uh, that's connected to an antenna, so I can tape anything off regular antenna TV too. So oh, I, nice. literally, there is no channels I I didn't have before that I don't have now. So that's it's, awesome. It's awesome. Paul likes his entertainment. Yeah. Well, I like stuff in the background too. To be honest with me, if it was just me, I could go without. A, I went without cable for 
15 years because I just watched movies. And right. I can still do that now, but my wife isn't as interested as 2002, in that's the last time I had cable. Yeah. So it's been 16 years. Yeah, for a while there. Now, I, I have had Hulu and Netflix. Yeah. And, HBO. And HBO is a really good one to have, never, man. I haven't had HBO. Especially since now that uh, True Detective is on, and right when True Detective ends, uh, it, Game As of soon Thrones as it starts. ends, they move it over to Netflix or Hulu. Uh, not Netflix, that's for sure. No, I don't think HBO does I've that seen at all. HBO shows? I've seen both True Detectives, and, I've, and I haven't had HBO. They're not on anything besides HBO. Not not Netflix or Hulu, that's for sure. Uh, uh, they're pretty uh, tight-watered when it comes to their properties. Like, if you get HBO, uh, uh, com or what the, I think it's HBO Go or Now, it's one of the two. You Go getting or paid now. for this? Uh... No, no, no. <laughs> but you can, you can, it has every HBO show you ever. This is like, it's television. <laughs> <laughs> you said we were you doing, doing, that. doing television. <laughs> and then you talked about television. <laughs> Ten minutes. I'm in charge. We're going back. We're going back to Robin. Anyway, so, yeah, but you sure. broke the was that that was the cycle. But so. that was your earliest memory of uh, actually. I think Auntie Cheryl had a comedy album of his. I know she had a bunch of comedy albums. She was a fan of on record. It was mm. and just used to play them in the background. Those those large discs. I remember. <laughs> those? I remember seeing. Uh, Mork and Mindy on like Nick at Night when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd stay like at my Aunt Mary's house or something like that, and we'd watch that together. But like, I didn't know that was Robin Williams because yeah. I was still younger. But like, I think I even remember seeing him like on Sesame Street. Oh, um, yeah. Do you, you remember know? him on like the Tonight Show and stuff? Oh, How yeah, yeah. he was like a top that you wound yeah, up and yeah. just released. Yeah. And you didn't know what you were going to get. Yeah. I, as a host, I guess that would be great and horrible at the same time. And like, if you have a, you would not have, I would assume that if you had him as a guest you couldn't completely plan for what you were going to talk about i don't yeah. think he'd want you to really no i mean and because he would stand up and he'd do shit like that type of stuff he did on his stand-up where he would grab cameras from people and stick it down yeah. his pants and take pictures of his crotch and hand it back <laughs> kind of reminds me of like what not as good but what jim carrey would do oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i can see that <laughs> so robin williams is going to be our guest tonight all right in the dressing room just put a big plate of cocaine in there <laughs> yeah. and then when it's time for him to come <laughs> no. out just open the door and he let him go he really <laughs> loved his cocaine <laughs> In the early days. In the early days, yeah. It's funny that they were talking to him, and he's like, "All the different movies I've done, all the stand-up I've done." He's like, "Still, people always." That was remember. Kevin Smith. That was a Kevin Smith interview. Was it where he was talking about, about Mork? Uh, uh, well, no, he was on the because Kevin Smith produced Goodwill Hunting. That's right. Uh, and he was on the set with him a couple days, and he said. When they looked outside, there was a line going down the uh, street of people that are just there trying to see Rob Williams. And he's, Rainbow suspenders. And, he's, and, he, uh, and he's talking to Robin, and he's like, "Does that?" He's like, "That's insane out there. These guys out there. They." Uh, he says they must be huge fans of uh, all your films and everything. And he's like, he says, I guarantee that it's those are all Mork fans out there. Huh. He's like, there's a big difference between movies and TV. TV movies, you have to actively go out and look for things. He said, when you uh, when you have TV, it's automatically in everyone's household and people right. can see you all the time. And he says that sticks with them. He says, I guarantee if I go out there and talk to everybody, it's like Mork, Mork, Mork. Everyone huh. loves it. So yeah. But he he was that actor that really made that transition early on in his career. Literally, almost his second movie. Yeah, he he did some dramatic stuff when you realized, well, this guy has got some serious acting chops. It's not like uh, kind of this fly by night comic. And it was similar to like he did, he wasn't a stand up comedian, but it was very similar to Tom Hanks 
where our initial introduction to him was all bosom buddies and right. comedy uh, comedy Big. stuff and this really goofy stuff. And then, I mean, he's one of the biggest dramatic actors now, too, along with it. So it was a shame. I remember being completely shocked. There are not many times where I'm completely shocked when the I Hear a Celebrity Dies. When John Candy died and you called me, I remember being... But I wasn't shocked about that. I still was shocked. I was shocked. I mean, when I was John upset, but I wasn't shocked. I, was I mean, the guy shocked. was a big dude. He was, but I certainly didn't expect him to go when he when he did. How I mean, old that was he? like he was in his mid forties, early forties, I think. If yeah, he's probably forty one or forty two mm. when he died. And uh, it, with Robin, we found out <laughs> obviously a few weeks or months after he died, the what he was going through that he had some serious mental illness and he was uh, going through some serious depression. Uh, he had a disease yeah it's a did, disease did, no and not not just mental illness as a disease he had another disease yeah he had something going on in his brain that i think disease. that he didn't realize what was going on and a lot of the main one of the main things with it is like suicide uh, attempts i think for a lot of different people so i think he was going through yeah. his own private hell personally and we didn't even realize he, it. he was a huge fan of uh road racing bicycles really? like had hundreds of Ten thousand dollar plus road bikes. Huh. Oh, I never wow. knew that. That's crazy. Was a huge fan. Oh, that's right, because he was uh, Lance, uh, Lance Armstrong's like buddy. Like I think so. Yeah, they were like, they were real tight. Hmm. Um, never knew that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and he had a huge catalog of films. If you look at his movies, and there's certain there was a lot of movies he came on, and he just did really small appearances uh dead again is one of the ones that come to mind where he just came on and uh, did his stuff he did that hamlet where he came on and he was the guy that was in the uh in the grave with the uh, uh with the skull that he was talking to when he had that uh great speech so uh he would come on and do some stuff and not every one of his movies there's several movies of his that i was like eh, just it wasn't my uh my cup of tea so but I mean, overall, I think the majority of his films I I loved, and he had that kind of thing going on where you hear Rob Williams movies coming out, you got to see it, yeah. and there were some stinkers in there. I'm, I'm not a huge Toys fan. I, I did not like uh, when <laughs> I Dreams... I thought Patch Adams was pretty decent. Yeah, you had to look at that in a certain way. Uh I, what dreams may come? I was never a fan oh, of Bicentennial Man. I love Man. that movie. Oh, what God, dreams may come? Oh, it, I love that uh, movie, dude. I thought it was horrible. Well, it is horrible, uh, but yeah. like, <laughs> it's a you know it's yeah. it's, Jeff, it's Justin never lets that get. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean like it's a horrible movie in the fact that like he literally like goes through hell in yeah. that movie. Like, ooh, it's rough. Bicentennial Man. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, a super fan of that the, one. Either. I liked Jack. That's not on this list, but I did. Oh like yeah, Jack that was where he was the he big was, kid. He was the big kid. Yeah, I forgot that about had that. Had Cosby one. in it, which was weird. Whoa. Yeah, he Whoa. came in as like a therapist to oh, talk to him. Remember, right. he went up yeah. in his uh, in his like treehouse to talk right. to him and everything. Yeah, and remember, he went and got the kids beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel so sleepy. So if if there are some while we're talking about these movies, if it brings up any of the our other memories and movies that he he did that he's not on this list, we can certainly talk about. But we've got 13 movies picked out here uh that really i think encapsulate uh the the greatness that he is because every character he does is different you know it's not like certain actors where you know what you're gonna get with robin williams especially in his later career with uh him playing a couple villains there and one one major one we'll talk about on here 
but it, it threw everyone for a loop, especially when you're used to seeing him in a certain way. Like, we have not yeah. seen Tom Hanks yet play a serial killer or a pedophile, but no. that doesn't mean that he's not... That doesn't. He's, Road to Perdition, I think, was the only thing, even though he was Even he that, was he was likable. Well, have he was you likeable. seen uh, The Circle? That I have not. No, I've never yeah. heard of He's it. kind of a bad Tom guy Hanks? in that. Isn't yeah, that? <laughs> He insulted somebody. It, well, it's through. like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I got angry. (laughs) I'm sorry for yelling. Yeah, I mean, it'll be something if he does do that because I think he's built such a reputation. Yeah, everyone's the reason why he's playing Mr. Rogers. Yeah, Yeah. that's true, and it might even be harder after he does that. He's not going to go from Mr. Rogers to Jeffrey Dahmer's. Yeah. But how awesome would that be? Uh-huh. That'd be great. He he might later in his career kind of branch out to that type of stuff. He certainly has the ability to do it if he wanted to. But uh, yeah. he's he's the type of guy that everyone's grandmother liked him. Yeah, you know? no, but that's I... similar with Robin Williams. It really <laughs> is. And Robin Williams, I think, had no problem crossing that uh, that bridge. You know. Well, I mean, bottom line is, is unfortunately, Robin Williams had a really dark side to him. Yeah, you which know, probably that... came out into his character. Yeah, and we don't um, realize. What he went well, through. Comedy we, was his outlet. The movie we yeah. watched yesterday that, that uh, cocaine. That was a yeah. movie, and I'll talk about when we get to it. That there was a specific movie that me and Dave watched yesterday, and we were reading up about it. And uh, apparently, and he's funny in the movie, and he's fantastic in the movie, and he was nominated for the movie. But between takes, he wasn't his normal self because uh, apparently during the making of it, he was getting a divorce with his first wife. Oh wow! And it just it he just had to go through that while he probably he was doing doesn't it. shut that. Like normally, he probably doesn't shut that persona off. Yeah, we forget. Like, we forget yeah. sometimes what actors might be going through, either in you mean real they life, have lives, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or not the past. Just you know, to entertain us. Uh, <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> or stuff in their past. You you forget oh. how how certain actors can pull these horrific moments up from their past <laughs> to get Blake to a certain somebody. spot, you know? Well, Robert Blake, you killed somebody. Make <laughs> entertain us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what I mean, though, is like, you know, in some of those roles where he played the darker characters, like, you know, I mean, he probably had, like, real stuff, you know, oh, yeah. from, like, like you know, mental illness. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He probably drew from real stuff that, you know, took him to dark places. And, like, while that's unfortunate, it, it's still, like, spectacular when it comes out on screen. Yeah, you know, and it's like, it's got to be a lot of pressure for him too, because at some point he's kind of created this huge persona for him, and people expect him to be right. funny. People mm-hmm. expect a certain thing from him yeah. and everything, and a lot of times he's probably just wanting to do his own thing. So, uh, but I say we get right into it. I say we can we can do like w- the same thing we do when we have these set lists that we can just pass it around. Everyone can pick a, a Robin Williams movie. Like I said, we have they, these span from uh, 1980 all the way to 2002. There's 13 on here, and uh, I think every one of them uh, shows an amazing performance by Robin. So here, I will pass this right. list to the pass left-hand the side. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Give him the Start pen. Off. Give him the pen. Oh, um, you know, I, I I really love this movie. Um, the Birdcage, 1996. Uh, one of the funniest movies ever made. Yeah. And it- a lot of this was... <laughs> That combination of him and Nathan Lane. Yeah, absolutely, know? absolutely. Who's the Who is the the guy from Simpsons? Um, Simpsons. Oh, Hank yeah, Azaria. Yeah. yeah, Hank Azaria was there. <laughs> I, I do not wear what? shoes because they make me fall down. Yeah. <laughs> my Watermelonist. Yeah. yeah, you don't <laughs> like my, my natural, natural heat. heat. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it's it's a great, and this is it reminds me a lot of an old timey movie where there's a progressive couple and then an old curmudgeon couple yeah. played brilliantly by Gene Hackman and uh, the this girl was from a, uh, yeah, McBeal. The girl f- 
No, well, oh, uh, Diane Weiss. Oh, yeah, Diane yeah, Weiss, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But this also, this was a remake of a French comedy. Oh, it yeah. was a remake? Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've actually seen yeah, it. Yeah, what's it? La, La, something de folies yeah, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. It's a play. Yeah. yeah. They do it as a play. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, because it's a great concept. Why don't you tell us what the concept is, really? So, the concept is Robin Williams is living in Miami, South Beach. South Beach, With yeah. Nathan Lane. They're, they're lovers. Yeah. They're gay. Mm. And, and been together forever. Been together forever. Right. They have a son who meets... A senator's daughter, Allie McBeal's the senator's <laughs> really daughter. Really the worst situation yeah. they could Yeah, for. like literally an anti-platform like senator. Right, group. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I don't think he was that kind of against it. He just was – he was that type of senator who was completely concerned with how he would look. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, being around it. Yeah. And this was also – remember there was a, there was other scandals going around now, and I remember he – remember that was – That's the, why they were That leaving. was the initial oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had to go down, out of town. We yeah. need to go out of town, and maybe we'll we'll work the uh, our, our our kids getting married to yeah. this really great uh, attaché to uh, to something, I think. They, yeah, 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 yeah. A so cultural, they had to go cultural attaché. attaché yeah. To, yeah. So they had to go meet the family, and initially – um, and remember, they you wanted had to, like, to sneak down the ladder uh, out of the uh, yeah, 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 window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Initially, they wanted to like hide Nathan Lane. Yeah. They were like, or they, they were trying to butch him up. Yeah. A little bit. And watching the scenes where he's trying oh, to learn oh my that was how to a, be butch at, at brunch when they yeah, were at brunch yeah, yeah. was probably like, yeah. smear, men, real yeah, men smear. smear or like when they're standing next to the uh, the tree and they're talking about football. Oh yeah, yeah. how'd you feel when the Dolphins were on the uh, yeah. uh, on the ten yard line? How do you think I feel? Betrayed, yeah. <laughs> violated. <laughs> he says, "Was that not right?" I don't. I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> but then they just. They, I think they realized it would be a lot easier just to dress him up as a woman. Well, no. Well, he, that was at the last. He yeah. was. Yeah, he. They just were going to get. Uh, to. They were going to get. Because what's his wasn't name? he doing a, a like a? They were going to get a. Uh, Christine Brzezinski. They, yeah, they were going to get. Was, a, they were going to get the drag queen review. Wasn't he already doing something like that? Yeah, he was. Well, that's well, what they did. That was what Albert did. He yeah. was part of the drag show, and yeah. uh, Robin Williams' character kind of directed the drag show, which is also one of my favorite scenes. Oh yes, where he takes the guy who keeps Fosse, Madonna, Madonna, but you keep it all inside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was super funny. Yeah, man. super good. Um, it, it's got to be because you could really see him playing both those roles if he if he wanted to. You couldn't see Nathan Lane playing Robin Williams' character. No. Really, Nathan Lane was was really oh, yeah. made for that character. Absolutely. But I I could see Robin Williams maybe if he was a little younger playing the Albert character. I think it would be funny. But uh, he was great just playing the foil off of uh, him. Sometimes you get those two comedians together where where you just watch them doing stuff and you're imagining like the stuff at brunch you can imagine that there must be like 10 minutes of outtakes of stuff that they just tried and uh, right. see what would work well, and you like know? i i love the dinner scene oh. when hank azaria has like oh, yeah. made this soup <laughs> it's like like it's not even good oh soup. God. it's just like I, I don't even remember it's just like <laughs> nothing and it's gross but remember the bowls oh yeah the bowls are, yeah. are greek you know like they're like men having sex with yeah, each yeah, other yeah, yeah. and diane weist is like Oh, look at these bowls. Are are they wrestling? What are they doing? You know, and like before they can all figure it out, Hank Azaria comes up and he's seated. like, soup. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in that movie is where Robin uh, lost it uh, in on the set and they kept it actually in the film and that was when uh, 
it was in the back when they were talking about the soup and we don't have anything and it's supposed to be the entree and yeah. all they uh, served was soup. And there's a point where Hank Azaria falls down and uh, if you watch that scene, Robin Williams loses it. You oh, can really? tell it was actually uh, Robin Williams for a split second and then he uh, they actually awesome. kept it in the uh, film. It was really, really great. I just like how it made it, like the whole movie made a full circle where they, didn't they dress up Gene Hackman and yeah. dra- oh, drag yeah. at the very end? Absolutely. Uh, no one's dancing with me. <laughs> also the uh it's closer to the beginning um when you're when you're kind of meeting nathan lane's character mm. in drag and he's having like an anxiety attack and uh he does H- those better than oh, oh yeah and, so and and hank azaria gives him a pirin tablet <laughs> yeah and robin williams is like what are you doing you're giving him drugs now and he's like relax it's just aspirin with the a and the s he did that Such great a funny movie like scream that he did <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah and robin williams character in this like he was his character was great he yeah. played it really really yeah. well what was it uh uh ormond or something like yeah, that? Armand. Armand. Yeah, Armand. Armand. yeah 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 and uh yeah there was some great great people in it like i said alan McBeal was in it and uh a, a lot of uh really really funny people it was remember. one of those movies when it initially came i don't out even remember loved. who the son was i uh, yeah dan futterman his name was val dan futterman yeah. Mm-mm. No. No. Dan Futterman. Yeah, Dan Futterman. I don't know anything else he had been in. Uh, Justin knows. But he was good. He was good in it. I mean, it wasn't... Uh, it's not like you're... He wasn't a comedy element in the movie, uh, which because, thank God, I mean, how are you going to compete with those two guys? Yeah, but, you know, honestly, Paul Rudd would have been happy. great. Paul he would have been, been that, great. Yeah. yeah. I get him well, he's often the every confused. Man, yeah. yeah, I get him often confused with... Lots of people. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't even, it was some random TV show the other day. Is that Paul Rudd? No. Yeah. <laughs> he plays that every man. Not anymore. I mean, he would be yeah. hard to be able to. He, oh, now that He would charge Ant-Man? too much. Yeah, yeah. he would charge too much my money. My diem is big, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's it's a shame we lost Robin, too, because speaking of Ant-Man, I would have loved to have seen Robin in a Marvel movie as oh, yeah, the dude. Riddler. Oh, I would love Ooh, to that see him been, as the Riddler. Man. Yeah. That would have been really fantastic, especially when he got older and everything. One of the uh, another fantastic kind of dark comedy that we don't have on this list that we have talked about somewhat recently, so we left it off was Death to Smoochie. Oh yeah, which was a great one with Robin Williams. <laughs> just went. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be his best moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eat the cookie. Eat the cookie. <laughs> Uh, super great. All right, Dave. Also, what, what do you, oh, oh, go no. ahead. No. Oh, I nope. was going to say also the one that's not on here is uh, Best of Times. Best of Times. Oh, we, we talked about that. Yeah, uh, what, what a great uh, movie. Oh, yeah, what a great, great movie. movie really good. Yeah, anything. You you really can't go wrong with uh, with Rob Williams with uh, the majority of his stuff. Even the stuff that I don't like, that I think a lot of people do. So. Mm-hmm. Except for Toys, man. That was a really kind of weird movie, man. It was good, though. Uh, I wouldn't go what, what, was the, what was his sister's name in that movie? Uh, was it Joan Cusack? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was super weird. Yeah, she's weird. She's super weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's good though. All uh, right, uh, this movie I got? watch. I try to watch it every couple of years because it's just a fun movie. But uh, Hook, yes, Ooh. great Rufio. Movie, yeah, Rufio. <laughs> I just rem- when, it, when did it come out? Ninety. 90- Probably like 95. Well, I got 94. the dates on there. I got the dates Not on Not anymore, you don't. Really? <laughs> Why? Because I crossed it off. It out. Oh, I think it's 91. 
Yeah. And uh, this is Spielberg. So yeah, 91. That's what was fantastic about this. What's he ever done? And this was a great take on, it was not a direct remake of yeah, Peter, Peter Pan, Pan, which was what made this very interesting. It, it, was, right. a, it was about Peter Pan, what we know of Peter Pan already happening, yeah. and as, as if Peter Pan left Netherland yeah, like and he, kind of lost his imagination and his idea of, of that kid spirit in him and uh, then went and had kids and everything. Yeah. But during that whole time, Hook is still kind of looking for him and yeah. everything. And it was a them. great script on that. Cause yeah, I mean, it really it, was. It, if you grew up in the in the late seventies and early eighties, um, you were completely inundated with different takes of Robin of uh, not Robin Hood. Uh, Peter Pan, well, yeah. That, that I mean, too, obviously, honestly. the big one was the Disney one, but then you had the Sandy Duncan one where yeah. she came out and uh, uh, often as in a lot of the productions, in the theater productions, the Peter Pan was played by uh, by a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really well uh, done by uh, Sandy Duncan. So it had always, it was a concept that everyone knew going in. So to kind of twist it the way they did is genius. And it was a good blueprint for other directors mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't always have to do a direct remake of something you know really think about it when you're writing your script and kind of yeah. do a little especially twist if to the it. universe is already created yeah you don't have to spend a lot of time right you know yeah. giving exposition and building character development and you can just jump right the hell in and especially in this day and age where as a marvel fan that me and justin are no one's more sick of origin stories that those origin stories that everyone should know right we, yeah we don't need to see uncle ben getting killed by uh, <laughs> uh, the mugger and peter uh, as peter parker's running down the street no more you know? rice for you. yeah <laughs> we don't we don't need to realize uh get that so with peter pan that was it was fantastic and I don't think we even knew that going in. We kind of went in kind of uh, blind with what it was because you and me saw this in the theater back yeah. in the day when I was in high school. And uh, it was great. Uh, we should talk a little bit about uh, some of your favorite stuff, the other actors in it, especially. Yeah, all the kids. Dustin say. Hoffman, Julia Roberts, Bob Hoskins. Yeah, Bob, Bob Hoskins, Hoskins is so funny, sweet, man. man. That's, my, that's, my favorite scene, role, that's my favorite role of his. My favorite scene in that whole Shatter's probably movie. my favorite one with him, yeah, but he is really Shatter's good. good. But yeah. is when Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> I'm going to do like, it, Smee. Yeah, I'm going to do it, <laughs> yeah. Don't try and stop me, Smee. Don't try to stop me, Smee. Don't try to stop me, Smee. Try to stop me. Stop me. I'm going to do it, Smee. <laughs> and if you, if you go rewatch the old Disney one with Smee, you could really tell how that character is perfect, Bob Hoskins, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Really, really great. Well, and I love at the end, too, when uh, you know he's back home and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And at the end, there's Bob Hoskins sweeping the street. Yep. You know, I, I, I like that. Really cool. They had the uh, the kid from What About Bob was uh, yeah. was kind yeah. of the flavor of the month at that time. Yeah. And uh, no one does it better with than Spielberg to pick who's super popular because Spielberg he's really good with well he's kid actors. He's also very good at he watches a lot of TV and That's other true. stuff, and he will poach people quickly, like. I would not be surprised if we're seeing Spielberg productions with like the Stranger Things kids coming in on, on it and everything because all those Stranger Things kids... That one kid was really good in It. In It, yeah. yeah. And that was uh, uh, the first probably example of one of those kids going on to do stuff. We haven't seen Dustin or the uh, the little that black kid Millie do stuff. Brown, she uh, yeah, she's so... done a lot of stuff. Well, she's in the new Godzilla movie. Oh, is she? She's going to be huge in the new Godzilla movie. Oh, that looks so good, that Godzilla movie, if you haven't seen the... Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was in that movie? Uh, in what? In Hook? Was she the wife? Says Wendy Darling. Oh, she, oh, was she must the have older been super, Wendy. No, she must have been younger. Ninety one. No, been. but the older version of Wendy. Not ninety one. She wasn't ninety one. She was probably. Yeah, that's really. Oh, weird. And, and ninety one. She was probably sixteen or seventeen. That okay. might well, be yeah. she was incorrect. Younger. But uh, so some of the Lost Boys. His son was uh, 
Charlie Corsmo. <laughs> he grew up to be a little weird looking kid. He, he was he so looks funny. Exactly in, uh, like do you remember did. him in uh, Can't Hardly Wait? As the dorky um, oh, kid, yeah. he was so funny, man. Huh, that's funny. I yeah, forgot about I liked that. Him in that. But also, I really like, and I, I haven't seen him in anything else, but Rashawn Hammond. Is that the little um, fat kid? The little yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I was trying to that. get him to the, that scene when they were all at the dinner table and they're all eating and Pretending Robin, to eat. Robin Williams isn't seeing any yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to help me eat this? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I love that scene where they're trying to get Robin Williams to remember who he is. Yeah. Or to use his imagination, too, right, because he yeah. had lost everything, you right. know? Um, but then the little kid comes up and, like, starts distorting his face, and mm-hmm. he's like, there you are, Peter. Yep. Like, yeah. That was a good scene. The, um, the And Julia Roberts is Tink. Tink. Oh, yep. she was she awesome. She was great. She was annoying, you know? but she, she yeah, was good. She was, she I, but that's well. the character. Right, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, if, you, if you go back and you watch, uh, the, there's two cartoon characters that always stick with me in my head that uh, you, you thought were this this these cute, funny characters. Then as adults, you're looking at them, he's like, these people are real assholes. Yeah. And one of them is uh, Tinkerbell, and the other one's Snoopy, man. I was going to say, hey, yeah. I was going to say Snoopy. <laughs> Snoopy's a prick. Snoopy's an asshole. <laughs> I love him. He may, him, had a good inf- he may have had a good imagination, but he was <laughs> <laughs> And Tink was the same that's, way, man. She funny. fucked some shit up yeah. and, and for a lot of people. in Woodstock in the... Snowbags. Yeah, yeah, man. What a dick, dude. <laughs> but what was great about this too is they've that whole beginning that established that he was uh, all about his work. He ignored his son. He wouldn't show up at the baseball games, right. you know, and everything. That baseball game was great. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole movie really <laughs> felt like you were watching a movie being filmed at a Disney theme park. Absolutely. Yeah, like it had that Disney theme park yeah. theme through the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was big, man. It was a huge production and uh, made a ton very of well choreographed and the music was great. And I would assume that it was John Williams because it was a Spielberg uh, pr- production. But uh, I, lo- I love the fact that they kind of if it was done today, the internet would have destroyed every little plot detail oh, of it. Yeah. But when we were in the theater watching it, that you were like an active participant being like, oh, I get it now that he used to be there. And yeah. especially when he showed up and Dustin Hoffman saw him, who was brilliant in this movie too, who at the time we would not even a million years expect that he would be Hook. Like right. if you at yeah. that time when you were like running down the list of he who could awesome. be Hook, yeah. you would immediately think – Somebody like uh, that could be a ferocious kind of guy, but if you went and rewatched, I, I love the original. I own it. I watch it every once in a while. I, I people probably don't know that I am a huge Disney fan, and I watch a lot of. My wife always is surprised when I tell her my favorite movie is Sleeping Beauty. She's like, "Really? That one?" Huh. And it, I was like, "Watch it, dude. <laughs> There's some evil one? shit in that. Yeah. Movie, that witch was oh terrifying. god, man. Oh, yeah. And the uh, the dragons in that movie. That was a fantastic one. But uh, Peter Pan was another major one. But you forget how goofy of a character." Hook was in that movie. He was scared of his own shadow. Yeah, remember yeah. he and he was Every constantly time he heard the cl- the tick the, the clock, clock man. Yeah. And that was a great scene in the movie too, where Absolutely. he kind of kept he got rid of all the clocks. He kept them in that one place, and mm-hmm. then it had that amazing statue. Imagine how much that statue cost to oh, make. Yeah. I mean, what was it like a five ten story statue of, oh, a, yeah. of a crocodile with that big ass clock in its thing that actually fell and like him. swallowed him yeah, at the end and everything really cool and nobody makes those crocodiles like old Disney movies man when I think of like anime oh, yeah, crocodiles yeah, yeah. Oh, I love how they look in those movies really fun but yeah I loved it I think everyone loved it it was huge uh, and we knew it was going to be huge because Spielberg <laughs> kind of 
did it, you know. Yeah, well, and I was I was ten when this came out, and I really? saw. Oh, it in the so theater. it's perfect. For yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, that's I, how old believe, the Lost Boys really yeah, were. I believe, already saw The Shining. What are you talking? about? <laughs> <laughs> he was already. He was already. Well, he was dying for this. <laughs> he was already <laughs> knee deep in horror. Yeah, yeah no. Kidding, I can't right. sleep. I need to watch something. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here, watch this kid get killed. Hell, <laughs> Rufio, man, he's he's at the con circuit now doing stuff, man, yeah. and he's huge in the con circuit. Yeah, because he's, he's done. He went and did a lot he's of in, stuff uh, after. Perfect weapon. That's right, the perfect yep. weapon, man. Well, Good shit. Perfect weapon? Oh, you got to go back oh. and, and watch Martial Arts Pod number one. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about the perfect <laughs> Jeff Speakman, man. That's right. <laughs> Superstar Jeff Speakman. <laughs> All right, so what we got here? Let me look at this list. Um, Choose wisely. Well, one of the earlier movies on here that I really, really enjoyed, uh, and it wasn't it had a lot of comedy in it for sure but it had a lot of kind of inappropriate shit that i should not have been watching but they uh played this on hbo so i certainly got my education with it is 1982's the world according to garp now this was a well-known novel by john irving uh and i like to refer to it as kind of the fucked up farce gump (laughs) <laughs> it, it really is. It, it's got that same Forrest Gump quality where you see him as a little kid and all the way up to when he's an adult and this insane life that he went through. And it, there's a lot of stuff that I could go into. I could probably talk just a half hour about the, the craziness that goes in the world at Corrine de Garp. But we could, I could just do a very brief synopsis and then we could go into kind of the scenes. Justin, I don't think, is as familiar no. with this. But you said your brother. It's one yeah. of his favorites? Well, I don't I mean... Or he I, used to watch it. I just, yeah, I remember him, you know, being like on that for a while. Yeah, because know? there are some scenes that if you watch it, that will stick with you, and there's, there's certainly uh, there's one that there's one in particular that we'll <laughs> talk about here that is uh, when you think World According to Garb, your mind almost automatically goes to, but th- it goes through a lot of hardship in this movie. But the the movie starred Robin Williams obviously as this character Garp, and his mother was played by uh, Glenn Close, who is amazing in this movie, and I would be surprised if she didn't get nominated for this. And her parents were Jessica Tandy and Hugh, Hugh Cronin, real-life couple, uh, Jessica Tandy and Hugh Cronin, who are also obviously in Cocoon. And uh, it goes all the way back to where Garp was a little kid and a baby, and I love there's a scene where Garp is asked talking to Glenn Close about how he, how he was born. And he was actually... She was actually telling the scene while <laughs> the principal of the school, they she was the nurse at this kind of university, and they let Garp stay there with him because his mom was the nurse. And the, uh, the headmaster got injured, and she's taking care of him, and it just he just happens to be in the room while she's telling Garp how he be, uh, kind of came she about. Kept that and so she <laughs> – just this tells you how kind of crazy of a life he has. She goes on to tell him that I was taking care of this prisoner who could – only say one word and it was garp he could not get it uh out at at first he couldn't say any words and uh he was catatonic narp yeah (laughs) (laughs) well he was like a almost a paraplegic uh and he was in bed almost almost he had one (laughs) he had one characteristic that uh kind of set him apart from all the other soldiers that she was taking care of he had like a permanent erection that was always kind of Ready to go. Doing its thing, ready to go. And she's telling him, so one night I just climbed on top of him 
and uh, had sex with him, and uh, wow. and then the headmaster's head just whipped up and said, "You raped him. You raped a dying man." Oh my and, and god! She's saying, "Why are you making baby? it sound horrible?" She's, yeah. It is horrible. No. And uh, he says, "That's how your dad. Uh, that's how you came about. <laughs> and, You're a rape baby." Oh my god! And it, it jumps into different time periods with him, and they goes a little into who's him. his love interest? Who's the girl? Ah, uh, yeah, that... I'm not sure who she is, but we do get to see her at different time periods too. Jenna, uh, yeah, I don't know who. She's the I don't Jenny. know. What, yeah, she's the Jenny of the group and everything. But they they fall in love. Garp's a writer. His mom's a writer, and his mom's writing about him, and he can't stand it. He wants to kind of break out and be his own writer. And he meets this girl, and they kind of fall in love. And you get to see the stuff that happened with him in uh, college. But while this is happening, his mother becomes like uber famous. Like she uh, has like this compound where she takes in uh, abused women. And she kind of becomes this, like, larger-than-life figure who is known for taking in uh, abused women. And to the point where when he comes home, at first, they, uh, the women don't know who well, he is. They don't won't even, even want him in. They won't even want him there yeah. until they kind of warm up to him and everything. And there's one particular woman that warms up to him really well, uh, this uh, really tall woman who's, like, 6'2 and everything. And... Uh, Rob Williams is talking to her and says, I recognize you, don't I? And uh, th- this woman who turns out to be John Lithgow yeah. uh, in drag, uh, well, it- it's even more than drag. You don't realize that he's transitioned and everything. Oh, well. uh, but in the movie, it's literally just John Lithgow yeah, with, with a wig on. Wig right. and, uh, it's a makeup. There's <laughs> a great scene, though, where she- he's like, you look really familiar to me. She's like, you ever watch football? Football and he says, "Yeah, I love football." He says, "I used to be a tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles," <laughs> and uh, there's some great scenes with him in it too. Uh, but his mom is uh, getting death threats and everything, so it's uh, kind of this weird kind of uh, stuff that every time they're around Glenn Close, that there's some really pissed off, angry people. There's a great scene where one of the uh, husbands of the estranged women that's there on the compound shows up and. Uh, John uh, Lithgow has to like uh, tackle him, uh, t- tackle him and chop block him on the on the uh, lawn and then send him packing. It was a really fun oh, scene, wow. but maybe we should just bust into that scene and uh, talk about it. Why don't you uh, you want to talk a little bit about it? I, I you'll have to you'll have to remind me the characters that were. You present. Want me to, I'll set it up for you. Well. I know that Robin Williams is having an affair. Well, Robin Williams is having an affair, and so and is his, his wife. wife. Is having an affair. Well, actually, at this point, I think Robin Williams is. So just Robin Williams is in the car. Well, racing let, to get back home. Right? Well, let me let me let me work it up to it because it, it's a it's a really great. See, thing. See what happens is is uh, that oh wait no I haven't seen <laughs> it. I'm just I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing good. <laughs> well, Robin Williams with... has been flirting with with. The, the babysitter and everything. Oh, he's but been kind of creepy to he, He's been kind of creepy, but his wife is actually sleeping with a student. And uh, Rob Williams finds out and gets super pissed, takes the kids to the movie theater. And uh, then do uh, you want to take over from there? How well do you know this? Uh, I know that Robin Williams is driving back home. The, the wife is in the driveway of their house in a car with the student going yeah. down he, on the student. He calls and says, I need to talk to you. Yeah. And she wants to call it off. And yeah. he's like, I'm in love with you. And he's, she's like, I'm married. I want to be with my husband. I don't love you. And the only way, he says, I will leave if you <laughs> go down on me here in the, uh, in the driveway, in the car. And she but there's some, Well, there's something that uh, Robin Williams does, remember, with the kids. Like, no, go ahead. You tell it. It's his favorite thing. We see him do it two other oh, times. Oh, yeah, yeah. The- Grandpa Dupree and Grandma Dupree used to do this. Really? Oh, that's scary. In 
in uh, Foxborough, you, you could go up to the top of the hill, yeah. and the moon would come up over the city landfill. Oh, cool. And the road down from the top of the landfill would get illuminated by the moon. Mm-hmm. They would turn their headlights off, and we would drive. This is my grandparents oh, wow. doing this. <laughs> it seems really weird now when I think about yeah. it, because I was you know, 8 or 10. Yeah. We would drive down this kind of windy road with the headlights off. Oh, wow. And that's similar to what Robin Williams would do. He would... R- Probably only about a hundred yards to their house, he would turn off the lights, and it would feel like they're almost flying in a spaceship. Oh, I and they can would, already tell what's going to happen. Fly yeah. into the driveway and everything. Well, sure as shit. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. I, I guess you can tell where we're going with it. Well, the 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 obvious happens. Oh my god! Because I think they cut. Well, what was heartbreaking is one of the kids died right one, one of, of the, the kids, kids the dies car. one of the kids loses his eye eye and the wife's the wife, jaw is jaw wired, wired shut. shut they don't say anything about the other guy but obviously if her wife if her jaws no well shut, they do john lithgow oh, yeah. says it That's going right. up the stairs That's right when he's <laughs> at like, least a, i had my surgically <laughs> removed yeah oh i didn't have it God. bit off in a buick <laughs> and so at that point oh. you realize that she ended up biting that guy's dick off when uh you when Rob off. I'm telling the you, blackmailing blackmailing, yeah. that's what you get for the blackmail. way that it happened though is remember they froze the scene where he came into the driveway and they froze the scene and they like pushed in on one of the kids faces just smiling having like the greatest time oh. and then you realize yeah he was killed in that accident oh and man like like very much like forrest gump you go through these great moments when they were younger meeting each other to these horrific moments and then they have to kind of overcome those moments and everything and it it has a very shocking shocking ending to this movie uh that i i won't ruin because this is an absolutely if you're a fan of Robin Williams and a lot of his dramatic stuff, but there's some good comedy in this. And if you're a fan of those kind of uh, Forrest Gump type movies that go over decades and generations and everything, and you can get to see people uh, kind of uh, grow and make horrible decisions, make great decisions, yeah. this was, and I this mean, was it's a really good you one. Get, you get you f- form a connection with the character. Absolutely, absolutely. It was well done, but it, like I said, it was based on a really great novel. Uh, Do you remember? I'm not sure who directed it. Like I said, John Irving, who's a super famous author, uh, wrote the book. Uh, it was really well done. Yep. And a lot of people don't know about this. A lot of people uh, forget uh, about World According to Gart, but you should check it out. All right, Justin, what do you got for the next Robin? Youth is an eye adult fire, dear. I'm uh. a hip hold granny who can hip hop with the rip rock and that's <laughs> <laughs> We would let you continue. Yeah. <laughs> my wife this is my one of my wife's favorite movies of all time. Really? I could it's put a great it on. One. Uh, her brother used to watch it like incessantly, like a lot of people did uh, back in the day. So anytime I put this on, she'll like yeah. why are you putting interesting movies on? Yeah. I can't do my work. <laughs> she loves it. Yeah. Drive by fruiting, that's yeah. her favorite yeah. line that she says it all the time. It was a drive by fruiting yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, it is been so long yeah. she'll throw something movie. at the cats and that's what she'll say <laughs> 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 that's awesome yeah and uh so you have robin williams there's a good cast on this um absolutely i haven't pulled it up yet sally but. field pierce brosnan that's right, uh, pierce brosnan. you've got harvey feinstein playing his uh brother the makeup artist who actually does uh does the makeup on him and oh everything. that's right really, he's great really funny too. man he's got that very See the one with the horse really yeah, oh, yeah yeah is harvey voice. feinstein is that his yeah. name yeah yeah mm-hmm. Uh, um, a lot of the kids. The kids. One was the Lawrence kid. What was yeah. Joey Lawrence's brother? Matthew Lawrence. Matthew Lawrence. Uh, um, one of the girl that ended up playing Matilda. Whoa. Uh, later. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, she became Matilda. I don't Maura know. Maura Wilson. Yep, she was yeah. really good in this. Uh, 
So yeah, why don't you tell us the the premise of this? People who so, haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a family movie. Um. And unfortunately, in this family there's a divorce yeah um robin williams which i think for family movies is super important uh to show kids that sometimes this is real life you know and it's life goes on me and dave's parents got divorced Uh, i'm i was at least glad that we were old enough it's got to (laughs) be no i didn't break it till dave until just now (laughs) i hate to do it on the pod at least at least you were sitting down (laughs) tell me dad died (laughs) crap we we might have to pause the pod for a second (laughs) uh but but it it's true. These kids were young, though, too, and that's yeah. got to be a horrible thing when these, like that youngest girl, must have been seven in this movie. Yeah, maybe. yeah, and that's you know that's a hard time for a kid, you know. So this was a relatable movie to yeah. a lot of people. Um, but a balls out comedy. I oh mean, my gosh, so funny! That, and I mean that opening where you see he's a voice actor and he's doing that voice at Tweety and everything, and yeah. he just immediately gets fired. <laughs> My wife, every time she hears jump around, thinks of that party they're oh, having that's at great. the house. Yeah. Oh, Careful, really? honey, that, that pony had a lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and so, you know, they, they're divorced, um, and Sally Field is trying to find a housekeeper. They go through a custody hearing yep. and stuff like that. Um, things don't really turn out the way that he hopes that they would. Um, he wants to get more visitation rights and everything, but he doesn't have a steady job. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he just barely has an apartment. Um, he's working at this studio one night, and there's uh, there's like a, a a kid's show on, and the guy is like this old, just kind of drab, just. All right, kids, we're going to learn about yeah. dinosaurs, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then the owner behind Robert Prowski. Yeah. He's really good in this. That's the guy from Last Action Hero that gave the kid the gold That's ticket. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, from Christine. He was the one that let him uh, keep the car there, and he was a real asshole. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he, like, sees him making these characters up for these dinosaurs and stuff, and it makes him laugh, and he says, you know, uh, like, maybe you could do a show, you know? And so... He's going to start progressing, and so that's kind of Robin Williams' storyline for himself, you yeah. know. And it's going to come up later on in the movie to have a you know a funny coincidence when he goes and meets his brother when he shows up at his brother's door and says, "I need you to make me a woman." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you made me so proud. Yeah. <laughs> and remember the different makeups they do for him. And oh one yeah. looks just like Barbara Streisand. Yeah. And he goes into that great Barbara Streisand like imitation. It's yeah. really really great. Yeah. Um, and so he becomes this old. British, you know, not for the show specifically, just to get the job as the housekeeper right. at first, but then yeah. it kind of goes into something else. Yeah, but I, I love where he's trying to sabotage the other people yes. uh, that are going to apply for the job by just calling. I don't, uh, I don't do the boys be- or I don't do the men because I used to be one. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, going through all the stuff where he's screaming on the end yeah, of the this phone. Was, and this Sally was, Field realizes, oh my god, this is going to be difficult just because he just did that before caller id existed yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> like so you could just call from the same yeah, you number you get away with a lot oh now, so much now dude. it's caller id there's enhanced dna testing yeah. you can't get away with anything anymore. nothing nothing at all and normally you would be like oh why wouldn't sally Field recognize oh, her own husband but yeah. man he he had some makeup now Absolutely. he came out to the kids at some point well, no remember one of the kids walked in on a pissing yeah, that's <laughs> uh, right. The, the daughter, kid. the no, daughter, I, no, the Lawrence kid. Oh, was it? I think. And then he freaked out, and then he had to. Oh uh, yeah. I uh, explained to him, and remember they the daughter found out too, but they 
they never told the little kid until the very end at the restaurant, right? Uh, which was such an epic scene. Man. Oh yeah, uh, going back and forth and changing. And going then, back and forth. <laughs> that is such a threes so company. Yeah, I was just gonna say, or, that's a threes company episode. Oh, absolutely. Where he forgets to put the <laughs> lipstick on, and then he has to uh, pretend that he just made out with one of the waitresses yeah. and everything, and he's putting the fat suit on, and oh my god. Finally, he comes and he's dressed completely as Mrs. Doubtfire, yep. and he's like, "Oh man, that scotch will run right <laughs> through you." And he's looking at him like, "Excuse me," because he's drinking during the yeah, whole time too. Yeah, you know. Order doubles and shit yeah but i love where he he kind of was his own downfall because remember he's uh during this whole thing he's trying to his wife's getting really close to pierce brosnan, pierce brosnan and yeah. uh like it was someone from her past and you know you i mean how are you going to turn down james bond anyway so right? it's like kind of a dif- difficult <laughs> task but remember he uh he spiced up his shrimp a little too much oh that's right and, and, and it, like gave him an allergic reaction almost right? well he chokes on it when he starts, when that's the heat right. gets to him, he starts choking on the shrimp because remember that's when he get, has to give him the Heimlich and, and that's, doing it so hard and pulled off his right. like uh, his application kind of yeah. on his face, man. It was oh, man, it's such a great movie, man. I remember they used to play this at high school, like in study halls and shit like that. When it really? came out, they would huh. uh, put something on because it was one of those like, PG it was movies. A there was nothing movie. wrong with yeah. it, really. There wasn't any like it had bad some language. innuendos here and there, yeah. but other than that. No, and I love first um, day as a woman. I'm already having love life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he <laughs> that's when he burned himself. Yeah, yeah. or when he has to. St- uh, remember, he, he loses his mask out the window, and he has to stick his face in the cake. In the cake when yeah. the woman is in the other room. Hello, oh, yeah. safety check. It's like, like a mud mask or something. Yeah, yeah it's the, it's the, actually, it's just hello. I I I argued oh, with my really? girl the other day because I said hello, dear. Yeah, and she's like, it's just hello. Really? And I was like, really? Are you sure? She's like, this is the only movie that I can be absolutely positive. <laughs> and I looked it up, and sure. Shit, it was just no hello. Kidding. No <laughs> kidding. Yeah, and then the like Paul the, got burned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened often, yeah. but when it does, I'll admit it. <laughs> um, but they're having tea, and it, the the icing or the oh yeah, just one, one drop or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, I could watch really, this movie anytime. Uh, yeah, man. oh yeah, it's, it's really, really, really good funny. movie. Yeah. All right, Dave. All right. When this movie came out, um, it might be one of his only. Uh, real characters like the character was it's a real real person portrayal of uh adrian cronauer adrian cronauer um but i remember both of us really 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 like this movie and i also remember the soundtrack i own the soundtrack awesome because Mm. they had clips of the movie introducing in the movie he introduces he's a dj god should i do that with this pod great britain recognized the island state of singapore How do you recognize an island? You go, hey, wait, no, don't tell me. Wait, wait. Didn't we meet last year at the Feynman Bar Mitzvah? You look a lot like Hawaii. Didn't we meet last year at the Peninsula Club? Yeah, Jimmy absolutely. Yeah, some, uh, absolutely. Rob Williams, it's like it's the Good Morning Vietnam uh, soundtrack. Oh, yeah. God, it's so funny, man. How hot? It's hot. It's yeah. hot, I told you. Yeah. Damn hot. I show what you can cook things yeah. in a little crotch pot cooking. That's good with your women, but ain't good when you're in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Like he the, does the pope on a rope. You wash with it. You go straight to heaven. It's just like one liner after oh, one liner. Yeah. And he does voices. His voices are. So it's great. Good morning Vietnam. I did. Yeah. Uh, say good the morning name. Vietnam. Good morning yeah. Vietnam. Oh, God, yeah. Man. And it, it's if you know a lot about Vietnam, they, <laughs> you're not going to make many comedies about it. There's <laughs> <laughs> not going to be a whole lot of comedy about Vietnam. But I'll tell you, like any movie about Vietnam has a fantastic soundtrack oh just oh, yeah. the era that, that all those stones like, oh, songs were coming out and the doors are coming Martin out in the village riders on the storm <laughs> yeah like, i oh, mean man. it's yeah. it's the soundtrack of that war really. yeah absolutely the, the whole thing and t- when you think about it 
so this DJ, I, I just Bruno, Bruno Kirby's oh, awesome in this so movie. Good. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker's Forrest awesome. Whitaker's JT Walsh great. plays JT the best Walsh asshole. Plays the asshole. Noble Willingham is the head kind of colonel in this. And What's uh, the kid's name? Do you remember? The, oh, the the little uh, Vietnamese kid? Yeah. No, I don't think I don't he ever know. did anything. I thought he was the real deal in yeah, this, man. Yeah, I think he was the real yeah. deal. Yeah, I, I don't think he and was this, an actor. And it was, this movie, as much comedy as they had, they also yeah. had a lot of other yeah. <clears throat> drama. You got drama. those naked pictures of Walter Brennan? Oh, <laughs> man. He looked was... good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. What a weird thing to throw in the script. <laughs> but, so Vietnam, for the most part, Saigon avoided a lot of... We, we, we always go to Dave for the history lesson. So it avoided a lot of the, in the, especially in the early part of the war, the U.S. forces kind of ran everything out of Saigon. So Saigon still had people living their lives during the war while other areas that were closer to the northern, was it, 45th parallel or 35th parallel? One of those parallels. Well, I'm not sure. It, it was parallel. It was parallel. <laughs> not horizontal. It was not horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> How can I, you have parallel? I had to think if that was funny for a second. <laughs> it's hard to have parallel without horizontal. I mean, come on. That's perpendicular. I just made a math joke. Well, <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> but so they, the, the radio station was a big deal because the GIs had no entertainment yeah. other than drugs and hookers. I mean, yeah, I couldn't right. understand through this whole thing. How do you not understand how important he yeah. is? You know? Right, absolutely. Exactly. Because yeah. Bruno Kirby was like the straight guy. Yeah. Well, wasn't, he wasn't even the problem more than JT. He Walsh. wasn't the J- problem. JT Walsh, this was probably the biggest asshole he yeah. ever played. And he used to play, I mean, play Buster oh, and Needful yeah. Things. And then, oh, Buster. Uh, even in uh, <laughs> Few Good Men, he was not a good guy. But he right. would, uh, I-, I loved him and he played this character so well. I mean, you wanted to just punch him in the face in this movie yeah, because he was just he, an asshole. Because. Rob Adrian Cronauer played by brilliantly by Rob Williams. I mean, I don't know anything about Adrian Cronauer other than yeah. what yeah. I know from this movie. I hear it's very similar. I mean, he had obviously run Robin Williams gets behind the mic. He's gonna embellish and yeah. go crazy. But and he won. This was one of the uh, three or four movies that he won the Golden Globe for. Oh, did he? I'm surprised he didn't win the Oscar for it because I mean, then again, a lot of it was just Robin Williams being Robin Williams. Yeah. When the voices look- that he did were great. He just, I love to hear him do yeah. all the kind of crazy voices. Oh, absolutely. And his stand-up is a lot like that. You his- could just, if you just put like uh, all the stuff where he was on the air on like a loop on a uh, Oh, it'd be uh, yeah. great. On a stream, Women in comfortable shoes. Yeah. Don't go near that. Don't go near The protective dyke. The protective dyke. Don't go near that. I like Washington, the correspondent in the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the guy who couldn't hear the ammunition yeah. guy. Oh he yeah. Talk really loud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like uh, when Bruno Kirby like tried to do it, oh. it was like have Frenchie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frenchie. Oh ho ho. Like oh, he's so terrible. <laughs> he and Forrest Whitaker and uh, what Robert Wall were just Robert like, Wall. I forgot Robert Wall was. Oh, he's, he's so fucking man. funny. I love Robert man. Wall. He Arliss? never gets enough credit for the stuff he did. He Arliss, was, yeah. Arliss was so great. Yeah. Do you remember Arliss TV on show, HBO? I know. It's within a movie. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Television. <laughs> I love them this? in uh, Batman. Oh Asian yeah, that's Batman. right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, hey Wayne, can I get a grant? <laughs> grant. You said that before. It's what? With a T, Grant. Oh. He wants a grant. Oh, I thought he said a grant. No, 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 Grant. Uh, I thought that for the longest time until uh, I subtitled it. Huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Things you'll learn. He's so been saying that line forever, man. What's a grant? 
you know, like like uh, you write a proposal, you write and a someone proposal gives you money for oh, like shit. Uh, for like I, yeah for your college. I or thought a thousand like bucks was good. Well, yeah, he grant. could have gotten way more than yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> grant, grants are really much more money. Yeah. <laughs> you probably thought he was lowballing yeah. <laughs> all my life, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but he was funny. Remember that whole? I one of my favorite kind of speeches is when they're uh, when they're t- when he goes through that long list of uh, if we meet the VP and on the ca- they'll put us on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. even say it, yeah. but it was brilliantly yeah. done, man. Then he'll he, be MIA or DOA or did it. Oh my gosh. He, so funny. he listening to his stand up, <coughs> he's so long winded. He's very long winded. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. He can just go in. It's like, how does he remember all this? Oh. Oh, Colin does it too. Just like lists a million things in a row. And you're mm. like, how the hell do they remember all they this? They did stuff? a really great documentary on Robin Williams uh, that I saw like six months ago, and it was really phenomenal. It's one of the ones you know is going to be sad, but you get to see all this right. early stuff yeah. and where he came from and people talking about him and the improv- uh, improvisation that he did on the set and everything. A lot of people don't realize that uh, he was best friends with Christopher Reeve. They oh, wow. they they really? were roommates together in college. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. So they were like super super close. Did they ever and do they were, anything together? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they ever did. And he would have been it, great. In noises off though. He would have. The problem with Robin uh, Williams yeah. is he kind of overshadows. Oh yeah. Unless you get him with the right people, he'll just take over. That's true. Not his like fault. noises off. I mean, he's just not his good. fault. Not his fault. Like, but noises off. He might have been a huge distraction to the yeah. subtleness of John Ritter and and uh, Christopher Reeve. Oh man, that was so good. Uh, yeah, sardines, so, sardines, <laughs> sardines. Go on now here. Carol she was at the Golden Globes. You see, no, she was no? at the Golden Globes, was looking she? great. Well, well. She looked good. She's a must it, be a thousand years. Yeah, old. Yeah, you would point. think so. You know, uh, today, today, Betty White turns ninety-seven. That's crazy. That? I was literally like two days ago thinking like. I wonder if Betty White's still alive. Don't I haven't that, heard. Don't yeah, say I haven't heard anything. She tried to kill Betty they White. had her on the <laughs> Emmys, and it was the first time she didn't look good. You know yeah. who else? Yeah, yeah. I'm t- surprised. Could, I think she's pulling away. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, but she's, Dick she she kept Van it Dyke for a while. Still alive. Yeah. yeah, who is? And he's still Dick uh, Van Dyke. I saw him. Yeah, at the he's 97 also. That's ridiculous. Uh, well, yeah, he's in the new Mary Poppins. He dances in oh the Mary gosh. Poppins movie. I think a lot of it is. The I bet they have wires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are no strings. <laughs> well, that's on how me. I had, how he danced, anyways, in the, the original Mary Poppins, yeah. and when he would slide down, and yeah, he was funny, man. But yeah, a lot of these old actors that are still kicking, I, I'm loving it. But yeah, like I said, you you could tell Betty was kind of losing it uh, this last time. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. I mean, our grandmother is uh, ninety three, and she is all there, like you wouldn't believe. Uh, so I can imagine that would maybe ninety seven is that cutoff year. Where it just starts going down yeah because i mean over the last like you know betty white over the last like five years yeah. she got really big and over the yeah. last like year and a half she, she's kind you, of like you haven't seen her anything, yeah, yeah and i and it's so odd that we're talking she was about doing that. it in the hut in cleveland too uh well with robin williams it was the i i would have expected we would see him get that old and play these great yeah. characters and play grandfathers and everything oh, like yeah. that it would it would have been awesome to really see him so it's uh it's a shame was yeah. it parkinson's that he had pre-parkinson's it was something man it was it was a degenerate disease along with mental illness yeah that, that he was f- fearing that he like i don't want to turn into the person that gets dementia or turn into the person yeah but it wasn't even that i think the disease itself is kind of uh made him do what he uh the the suicide in general and i think they were talking about how many other people might have had this disease that they didn't know about either that that took their own lives 
So. If we keep talking about it long enough, Justin will have it pulled up. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Justin, come on. Oh, it, it, it would have been awesome. You segued right into it. Oh, well, this well, is that actually. List. It was Louis Body Dementia. Yeah, Louis Body. I do remember that. That doesn't sound familiar, but. Yeah, I had heard about that. So what's Louis Body? Oh, yeah. 30 seconds. Sure. An examination of his brain tissue, Louis body. I don't. You get, okay. I don't know. That's as, <laughs> as interested as I want to be in it. I said, "Come on, I got the math joke. Why are you trying to be <laughs> <laughs> the science one?" <laughs> All right, let's move on. This next movie, I love this movie. I do this in honor of my cousin because me and my cousin used to watch this movie all the time together. We thought it was so freaking funny. Uh, it, it's kind of got a cult following that a lot of people who uh, it's one of those things where you talk to Rob Williams fan, and uh, I always bring this movie up as 1990s Cadillac Man. Oh, oh wow, yeah, loved Cadillac Man, dude. It was so funny. Everything he was in it, I could watch this. I watched this movie a lot. I had it on VHS, so I would put it in the background a lot. So there's a lot of great one-liners and stuff in it. it had an amazing cast so uh basically and i'll tell it within the cast is you've got robin williams who's sleep he was a shady car deal uh, which, car sales which he did brilliant yeah and uh he had that kind of asshole stash yeah. a mustache in the movie but he was not only was he kind of shady on that he was dating three women at the same time so he's dating fran drescher uh, he's dating. Uh, oh, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even need it, man. <laughs> he was dating. Yeah, Fran Drescher, Laurie Petty, and Annabella Shiora. And Annabella Shiora was married to Tim Robbins. Yeah. And Who t- is she? Uh, she's from Whispers in the Dark. You know, Anna, uh, Jungle uh, Fever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. He works at the shady dealership. They're telling him that they have to. They're giving them almost an impossible uh, kind of task to sell a certain amount of quota. Uh, yeah, no, cars impossible and quota to make. Hours. Yeah, oh, in just that weekend, I think it was, or maybe just the day. It was like a Memorial uh, Day or something like that. Uh, but the movie starts off and it shows how shady is right off. Remember, he he's. There's a funeral uh, breaks down, and the hearse breaks down like right next to the funeral. <laughs> and he gets out of the car, and he's trying to sell cars to the people at the funeral, yeah. even to the de- uh, the the widow, the widow. Yeah. and everything. She even says, Are "You trying to sell me a car at my husband's funeral?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like rips it off, calls him a scumbag, and everything. He but he talks to the camera in this movie too. He narrates it, and he'll turn hmm. and break the fourth fourth one. He didn't directly talk to much. the camera. No, not often, but in this movie, it was fantastic. So what's going on, like I said, he's he's sleeping with everyone's wife. He's got to go into work to uh, to do this crazy car dealership. And Annabella Shura is another saleswoman who actually works at the shop. Or a secretary. Uh, she might have been one of the secretaries because the other woman was the saleswoman. Uh, and it starred a lot of fantastic character actors that everyone's seen in all sorts of different movies in this. All well cast in this uh, movie. But what happens is Tim Robbins is Annabella Shura's husband and he's a wild man and in the middle of the day meathead too yeah he's a meathead and in the middle of the day he slides his motorcycle through the front display (laughs) like window and crashes at everyone's attention he's got a machine gun and he just shoots it in the air and uh wants to confront his wife i know you're uh sleeping with me which one of these guys is it you yeah. know and immediately it becomes this totally different movie where the cops are called yeah. remember the great it's a hostage movie uh, for the rest yeah it was a hostage movie but it was yeah. a, it was a fun one though it man fun. it was super fun like he ends up like, and you never really were concerned that anyone no. was going to get killed because R- tim robbins was actually a really nice guy that was just confused yeah and soon into the movie he realized it and he was like how are we gonna get me out of here yeah exactly uh, they become almost like friends like yeah, he, almost. yeah robin yeah. williams kind of like 
is all, uses all his shadiness yeah. and double talk oh, to yeah. try to get him. One of my like, favorite lines I I still will use it is uh, he where Robin Williams uh, or Tim Robbins first gets in there. Everyone get over there and no everyone over here. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like I I all the women get out. He says go tell them he's uh. I don't tell them I'm dangerous and I'm a no shit guy. <laughs> you got that one first woman uh, running out screaming, he's a no shit guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't know what to make of what's going on. But remember, the, uh, the detectives are set up in the Asian Chinese restaurant yeah, next door. They're all eating. Yeah, and, they're the, all eating and, yeah, eating. and the yeah. Asian woman is so funny. He says, yeah. you ate eight shrimp bowls. You pay me eight shrimp bowls now. Yeah. He says, you eat this, you eat this. She keeps pushing food on people. Yeah. It's just really funny. <laughs> but then you've got the other women that are... Uh, uh, in Robin Williams' yeah, life, show it show up like Fran Drescher's actually in the uh, in the sales room when this happens because she brings her husband down there to get him a, get her a new car, and it's revealed that Robin Williams is sleeping with her, and everyone starts turning on me. So how many wives are you sleeping with here? And then Laurie Petty shows up outside, and they're like, "Oh my God, you're sleeping with her too!" Yeah. So he's kind of like an unredeemable character, but you love him because he's he's Robin Williams and he's yeah. funny and he's sweet, and you can tell deep down he's just he's a nice guy, but he. And he helps Tim Robbins get out of the situation. Remember, he's got to actually go out there with his arms up and everything. It was it was a fun hostage movie. Like you said, it was like a fun dog day afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know if I used that as an example. <laughs> that was a dark yeah, movie. Yeah, it was dark. <laughs> but it was a hostage. All right. I'm gonna shoot that list over to you. Sorry, I've been coughing on this. No, Coming that's off. all right. If you um, die, we're going to keep going and you're on. Do it. We'll make sure you're dead, though. Do it. Like, for reals. <laughs> like for real, <laughs> we'll put a bell under your uh, yeah. tombstone. What is it demilitarized on? Sounds like something out of the Wizard of Oz. Oh no, don't go in there. Oh he oh, oh Um, another fun one here, and really enjoyed this when it came out. Saw it in the theater a couple of times. Uh, 1995's Jumanji. Oh, Jumanji. Yeah. Revital. Have you seen the new one? I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen is it. It's good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the, it. The story for the new one looked great. Brilliant. Yeah, when we saw the trailer for it, I was like, this is smart. Yeah, well, and I mean, I don't need to go through the whole movie, but I'll just kind of tell you the difference. So, in the original Jumanji, um, Alan Parrish, who is Robin William as a child, uh, finds the board game for Jumanji, yeah. and him and... Uh, the little girl, the little girl yeah. who's like his little crush, start playing it, and eventually he gets sucked into the game. Um, so in the original one, it's a board game. Yeah. Well, in the end, they throw it into the into the river or something like that, and it ends up going out to ocean and then eventually washing up to shore. Well, it gets like put away in a stock room, and nobody ever you know does anything with it. It's and next to the ark. What's that? Over the covenant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so magically, because it needs to be played, you know, magically it turns itself into a game cartridge back in like 1985. Nice. And so that's how, you know, it gets converted. <laughs> and so um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's I'll have to take. check out the new one. I knew it was going to be funny when I saw that. Yeah, for it. it was a good but take. This first one was so much fun. Oh, so much fun. David Very Alan Greer? One of the best roles David Alan Greer has oh ever Oh, my done. gosh. He was so oh, fucking man. funny. As the cop. With, yeah, this and, man, and, so funny. and his cop car just piece by piece got torn apart yeah. by all of the animals yeah. and everything like that. I love when he, he would have invented the high tops. Yes. If it wasn't for the machine at the yes. very beginning of the movie, too. Yes. Remember, kind of. Called him the soul man. Yeah, he called him the soul yeah. man. It was so funny. 
Yeah. I, I love because it was kind of dark too, like that beginning where where he gets taken. Yeah. Because we should tell people what what happens at the beginning of the movie. You know, he finds this game, he opens it, he plays with the little girl, and he it brings horrible shit into the outside world. Yeah. Whatever it, happens in the game happens in real life. But in one of his roles of the game, it actually sucked him in. Yeah. And, and then and unfortunately, she shut the damn board and never yeah. opened it again. Right. So yeah. that was yeah. the end of his life at the time. It, well, until until, they, until Kirsten Dunst comes in yeah. with her little brother and uh, decides to find it. Remember, uh, Bebe Newworth was the mom, or the aunt, I, did, I think. This fun, I don't remember. I've seen this movie, and I think I've seen this movie twice. Yeah. I do remember oh, I've the seen animation it at least 10 or 12 was awesome. times. Oh, so good. Like, all the animals were... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, they were the what was great about it is you, great. you always knew it was that great kind of uh, trick where you always knew something... When the roll happened, you knew something fucked yeah. up was going to mm-hmm. happen. You yeah. didn't know if it was a rhino going to come through the door, or if yeah. it was the monkeys, or the, or the alligators, or, or the the, uh, the flowers that spit the darts and yeah. hit Kirsten Dunst, or the spiders. Oh yeah, or like, turns the kid into the monkey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my oh gosh. I do remember the monkey stealing David yeah. Algarve's car. Yes, is the best, you know, man. and that's what it was. I mean, uh, it was just. This... Oh, and you had the hunter too. Remember the hunter? Oh that yeah. Oh, that's the guy, Jonathan Hyde. The guy from Richie Rich. He looks like Clue, like he's from the the professor from Clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That look to me. He's great in this. Um, yeah, and so I who mean, was the uh, the older woman that became the girl in the Bonnie, is it Bonnie Hunt? Hunt? I love yeah. Bonnie Hunt. Man. Bonnie Hunt. Yeah, she's really good. When they show up to her door, ah, it's and, one of my favorite and scenes. She faints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, and it's I, it's kind of a complicated movie. This but could have been on not... our time travel pod. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I also love the idea that he knew about this other world. Where he right. was like, no, we don't. He want was the this survivor. Yeah, yeah you I'm know. not going back, and you don't want all these elements here. And they yeah. realized the only way to kind of end it is to play the game. Yeah, brilliant idea, man. Really brilliant. Yeah, that's right. They, the kid gets turned into the monkey because yeah. he tries to cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I yeah. forgot about that. That's um, how it happened. So yeah, it's just such a great movie, and I mean. You know, when he first bust through there with his full beard. Oh yeah, screaming oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so great. Yeah, it was a really really good movie. I I'm mean, gonna have I, to watch this again. Yeah, and I'm and like I you said, it, I yeah. mean the uh, the CGI. You know, I, good. I, I it was, it was good. around the, uh, it the was rhino a, and the monkeys were. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look as good as it obviously would today, but it was on the cutting edge. What year did it have on there? Uh, Ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah, yeah. That was the cusp. You, you forget because. Like Digital Fire did not come out until the first Lord of the Rings. Oh wow! Digital <laughs> Fire, um, them doing a convincing job of filling in like a battlefield with yeah. with other like using fifty normal actors and then and then the background yeah, digital yeah, actors. Yeah. Exactly, they right. did that in Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus uh, the three hundred, uh, three hundred. Yeah. They yeah. did it. In they Lord started of getting Rings, good obviously. at that. And then water and fire was after and, that. And now it's the face. Now it's the, hair. The, well, putting the faces on different people. Yeah. yeah. Now, now that's next level. At this I point. mean, yeah. the way that it looks with uh, with Samuel Jackson, and from what I'm yeah. gathering, he's in that movie like 45 to an hour of it. It looks amazing. Yeah. I, You're going to be able to do movies into your late 90s. As long as you as can like, walk person. around and Absolutely. do your thing. You don't even have to walk around. No, that's they could use be, somebody in green screen. In, in, could. Yeah, if in, they had the same body As long type. as you're sitting there doing the motion. Yeah. In really 10, helps. 15 years, all you'll do is give away your image rights. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they'll just... I you know, won't even show up. Yeah, exactly. Palm they'll Springs, just, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, they'll take all the images yeah. that they need of you. Let's they'll record your voice. Let's hope it doesn't get to the level. I don't mind them doing it when they need to do it. Yeah. But... There's times when to do don't it. Do like, it if, like it's perfect. Don't do it if you don't need to do it. Right. It, it makes sense for Captain Marvel it, being a time traveling movie to be able to kind of uh, to work that into yeah. their script. You know what one impressed me and 
when when you first saw Captain America that for, in that first movie when he was the scrawny, yeah, oh made yeah, him look super scrawny. Well, yeah. that was done weird too because they took weight off of him. It yeah. was you had yeah. never seen that type of thing like, done. Whoa, that looks crazy. Yeah, yeah really <laughs> interesting. That was, that was interesting. Jumanji. So, Jumanji. I'll have to watch that again. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He's left Crete. He's entered the demilitarized zone. This this next one. And maybe there's two on there's two on here that are definitely in my top fifty of favorite movies of all time. Nice, but this one here is in top I'll say twenty five. Oh wow! Uh, Insomnia. Oh, never seen this. One. So oh, friggin' good, God. man! This is such an. This it's, is it's, on my top fifty. It's good at in so many levels. The script was great. Wait, maybe I did see this. Is this uh, Christopher Nolan? Christopher Nolan. Who's the, who's the detective? Oh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. I think and, I have uh, seen what's her name from Pacino Boys Don't Cry and uh, uh, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. I think I have seen it. But Nikki, I, Cat. Nikki Cat <laughs> playing a weird role. Nikki, for Nikki Cat, Cat always plays it. And the guy, uh, the the father, his, his partner, his, uh, but, too, but uh, the, really the chief police of uh, chief of police. Oh, Paul Dooley it was Paul Dooley. Yep, yeah, Paul Dooley. So refund. <laughs> but what I loved about this movie is so he has to go to Alaska, and it's continually nighttime. Day. day this daytime, is day. Sorry, daytime. They film it in a way that kind of mirrors the feeling that you would have of having insomnia. Like uh-huh. the blown out scenes, the trippy. Have you ever stayed up for f- three or four days in yeah. a row? I drove to Massachusetts on Thursday, Stayed, got there Friday night, stayed up all Friday night, mm-hmm. went out Saturday, stayed up Saturday night, woke up Sunday morning and turned around and drove home Sunday morning. Oh, wow. And so, Did we just talk about this in the last pod? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I mean, it was hallucinations. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I've yeah. never done hallucinogens, mm. but I can only imagine that it's like being an insomniac, like, but then kicked up a notch. Yeah. Mm. But and, and the oh. insomnia was a was a character in this movie. It really, it oh, really, it was really was definitely a character in this. movie. The movie would not have his insomnia really was kind of what drove the palette of this movie was great yeah. the snow at the beginning when they're flying oh, when they're there. flying in oh, there and you it's see just those like shots fjord, like makes you want to go to alaska tomorrow yeah. you know it it and and it's a detective serial killer and movie, which that. is my favorite genre of <laughs> movies is right. the detective cat and mouse yeah find it out but then there's another element of something that that al pacino's character is trying to hide yeah but then the movie you should takes tell a that. crazy twist tell the tell the Tell them what Pacino does because so, that's kind of the meat of the movie. It and starts it out the in the goddamn credit rolling. They show what looks like you don't know what it is at first, but you see you see um, Al Pacino with an eyedropper with blood, and he's planting blood on some evidence, and he gets some on his shirt, and they kind of show him wiping it off his shirt, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to him and his partner being sent up to yeah. And Alaska, you could, you and then you tell there's find some out animosity between them he, because there's some investigation and IA IA investigation about him planning evidence. Mm-hmm. To, and the problem is, is if you get busted by IA for planning evidence, every case you ever did, yeah, is now fucked under review. Yeah, and if you've been a detective for 25 years, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, so the the chief of police in LA or we're wherever, all fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sent them to Alaska to like get the fuck out of here, go help. We have this person up in alaska that, that just had a child murder yeah, you, you get the idea that he's going to come back probably to not a job 
Yeah, you know, or at least, or if he can't, form. if he can't right. convince his partner to kind of, you yeah, know, stick he's by trying him. to tell his partner, his partner's going to testify against yes, him. Yes, partner's right. like, I got to cut a deal, man. They're talking about taking away. That guy was really pension. good in this movie. He was too. really yeah. good. He, we've seen him in a lot. So you have this underlying animosity. Oh, the girl from uh, uh, News Radio. Yeah, she worked awesome. at the hotel. Yeah, she the was bar. the bartender yeah. at News Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they go up there. What happened is this popular girl, they found her body. Yeah. And they One of my favorite scenes is where Pacino's looking at the body. And oh, yeah. They, have you read the reports? Yeah, but it doesn't say that he clipped her fingernails and uh, washed her hair. And they show those yeah, scenes they did those of someone cuts. clipping the nails oh, and someone wow. washing the hair. And it was really visceral. It was really, really cool. And, yeah, they uh, – well, you should go into where they uh, – they, they planted the backpack. Remember? So, that was really interesting. <clears throat> They um they put out on the radio because they knew the guy was local the murderer uh-huh. they put it on the radio that they were looking for a backpack they had already found the backpack uh. but they left it where they found it saying that to the public hey we're looking for a backpack if you see it turn yeah. it in knowing that the killer would say shit I forgot the backpack uh-huh. and go back to the scene of the crime which really he really realized, man. Really which brilliant. he didn't realize they knew. Where it was, they were staking Mickey it out. Katz fucks up that whole thing. Yeah, Remember, he, does, yeah. he sat there with the goddamn uh, bullhorn, and he hit the alarm button on the bullhorn oh. as as the suspect pulls up. I'm gonna tell you who the suspect. Well, is. obviously, if we know what it so is. So yeah. the serial killer <laughs> is Robin Williams. Yeah, playing brilliant role. A lot of the good stuff in this movie were the phone calls between yeah. him and Pacino. Well, and so, tell that's kind of hidden. So here's the yeah, crazy yeah, twist. So, this is the twist. So, I th- okay, so they come into the, they try to corner Robin Williams in this place. The Robin fog. Williams escapes through the fog. Uh, Al Pacino. Like, we should talk thinks, about that fog for a second. Oh it wasn't God. normal fog. No. Fog came in and no one could see anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was in. This is too long of a story, but we took our boat out one time. Uh-huh. I've been in it. And so, I mean, yeah. so thick, scary. You, you can't. We see. could hear other fishermen ten feet away yep. from us and couldn't see I've, shit. I've been in that situation. And it was like this is trippy, man. Yeah, oh, it's awesome, but it's, it's scary. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. I mean, we were in like forty feet of water. And yeah, like, it couldn't see the shore. Couldn't see anything. Anything. You and got we were like literally a radius, a hundred yards from shore. Like yeah. I could hear cars. Yeah, but it was like no. Good thing better, we had a compass. Yeah, better use your <laughs> compass is what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, Maria had a map and the compass yeah. and the GPS and yeah. brought. It, we had to drive like. 20 minutes and back. you just gotta hope you don't hit another boat yeah, yeah. well i sat enough. on the front yeah. of the bow yeah and and had my hand like this yeah and i said every time i drop my hand you you stop the boat yeah and it was kind of crazy but this was that fog yeah. right and so what happened was he's already kind of hazy from not sleeping he's the one that has insomnia right so he uh <clears throat> i just i have to stop and back up a little bit sure because he was like they, he gets there and he goes, let's go right to the station when they first ran, ran there. And mm-hmm. so all the cops are like there. And he's like, he's like, let's go pick this kid up. They had a suspect. At school. He's yeah. like, it's 10 o'clock. He's like, yeah, let's go. No wasting time. Yeah. At night. <laughs> like, oh, it yeah. Like, Where does it get darker out? Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, he, so back to the fog. So they think they have Rob. He thinks he has a beat on Rob Williams in the fog. He takes a shot at him because... Uh, Rob Williams shot at him. Yeah. Come to find out, shoots his partner. Right. Yeah, see, that I remember. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy because he runs up to the partner, and the partner's like, I'm shot, I'm shot. Wait, you shot me. 
Yeah. He realizes that he shot him. Right. So it wasn't intentional. It wasn't. It wasn't, but yeah. there's, it wasn't. I remember this scene because yeah. there's still like a, a, a oh, yeah. sign he, of yeah, relief. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of, yeah. like yeah. oh, you knew well, this was, is well, good for me. Even though he didn't intend it, he cleaned up the, the casing. Yeah. And remember what yeah. he does later on? He goes in the alley and he shoot. He he grabs yeah. the other gun. Shot the bear. And shot the bear. Or and a then dog. dug was the a bullet bear? out. Yeah. It was a bear. Yeah. It dug the bullet out and switched the bullets at forensics so it wouldn't come back to his gun. Oh, yeah. He was smart. About it, but but the twist and what Paul was talking about, yeah, is so he finally chases Robin Williams down, and that scene where he's running on the logs oh, yeah, and he yeah, falls into yeah. the water, and you see the underwater shot. Nolan is a brilliant, oh yeah, director, absolutely. I mean, he, one of the best. Every there's so many shots that I'm like, God, that's a great shot. Mm. That's a great shot. I mean, a lot of directors you can say that, but yeah. him, it's consistent. Mm. So they he finds Robin Williams' apartment. He goes in, and all of a sudden the phone rings. Al Pacino picks up the phone, mm-hmm. and it's Robin Williams, right. And he's like, starts talking about his partner. He's yeah. Like, oh, that's really, you know, convenient. Yeah, I that saw you're, you in the fog. Yeah. Convenient that you shot your partner and now he can't testify against you. Yeah. And so he's like, we got to meet and we yeah. got to talk this over. Yeah. And Rob Williams is trying to blackmail him to right, get him yeah. to look the other way. And he, he, he sort of is. Yeah. For a little bit. You know, yeah. it just, it, nothing's sitting well with him and the insomnia getting worse and worse and worse and it's yeah. really clouding his judgment and it's a, it's an amazing, yeah. amazing film. They put Hilary Swink on the detective well, Which shooting. was bad. They didn't realize how good well, she was. Well, he was going to, she was going to just sign off and yep. say, okay. I'm, and then he's like, no, look at it again. Yep. He almost he wanted almost, her. Yeah. He yeah, almost wanted his own demise. Yep. Like at the end, she could have thrown away the, remember she had the evidence? Yep. She had the other casing? Oh, yeah. And she was getting ready to toss it in the fucking water and he was like, it's the slippery slope. Yeah, like, don't go you... down that path. Yeah. I went down that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I would have been a dirty cop. Uh, there's a lot of layers. <laughs> I would have been a dirty cop. Oh, look, I found $10,000. Yeah. I mean, I, I found $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I found $500. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love, I love this movie. And sometimes I put it on just for the feeling yeah. of watching it. I've always like, I don't even really need to. Was it one of the ones I put in the thing or no? Was it in that uh, those discs I gave you? Oh, you don't? I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't remember. If you come across it, get it for me because that's yeah, yeah. There's several movies: Munich, uh, Zodiac, Insomnia, Apocalypse Now, that I uh, Eyes Wide Shut that I can just. I could tell you right now. Tremors. <laughs> Tremors. I don't know why. Yes, <laughs> Tremors. I just, these are just movies I can just. That, I don't have. I, I don't can, have to even have a reason to watch them. We can talk about Tremors anytime <laughs> you want to talk about Tremors. I don't care what pod we're on. Just say Tremors, and we'll just start talking. <laughs> One about damn Earl. day, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Earl and Val, man. How do we? I I zoned out for a second. How do we get on Tremors? <laughs> <laughs> that was next on the list. Rob See what happens there. when the captain goes away. Yeah. Like it's like, um, yeah, I really like that <laughs> other movie. <laughs> Television, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi River broke through a protective dike today. <laughs> what is a protective dike? Is that a large woman standing by the river going, don't go near there. The baddie. Don't, don't go near there. Get away from the river. Sorry. Well, this I want to go into this next one. And this was actually another uh, real life character was in the... Uh, oh, was it? The movie, uh, the 1990s movie Awakenings. Oh, that's I, right. That's I loved right. this movie. I haven't movie. seen this. That's why I didn't. I've uh, seen it once. And it was, it was really fantastic. But it was you, great. You got to see... Two fantastic actors, Robin Williams and Robert De Niro. Probably one of the best things Robert De Niro's done. Yeah. And he never gets credit for this as being such a great film. Yeah, and it 
this is a true story. I saw this in the theater back in the day with my cousin Marie when she was down visiting from huh. uh, Massachusetts, and we watched it. And it was really it's, um, isn't it like a carbidopa levodopa? Wasn't that the? Oh, is that the drug? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's I didn't. What it was. I wouldn't even have been able to recall it because I haven't seen it in a while. But it made such an impact that I, I, I definitely remember it. It had. It starred the great John Hurd, who. Uh, a lot of people know him as the dad from Home Alone. He he plays an asshole in a lot of different things, similar to J.T. Walsh, and he's really good at it. And he's that guy in this who just wants to go against Robin Williams's kind of uh, idea. Uh, Julie Kavner's in this, who John is not uh, John Hurd. Hurd, yeah, Hurd, not Hurd. Oh, okay. Uh, you know him. You know John. You yeah, know yeah. the father from mm-hmm. Home Alone. Yeah, it's El uh, Dopa. El Dopa. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you got Julie Kavner's also in this, who people the. I probably one of the few movies I could pull out that Julie Kavner's done, but he everyone knows her because she's the voice of Marge in The Simpsons, uh, and she was on the uh, uh, Tracy Ullman show. But what this movie is dealing with is you've got Robin Williams who plays a doctor who's coming into this institute who has this experimental drug, you know, and he's around all these people, and I can't get into the details of how he comes up with a drug or how he figures it out. I know that. He is in this institute where there's a whole bunch of catatonic people. Yeah. Everyone's catatonic. Yeah. Uh, in a group. There's there's other groups of people that aren't catatonic that he's just dealing with. And, they're, mm-hmm. and they add some a lot of comedy in it. There's a great scene where he's uh, talking to that uh, that really big black woman and he's asking her questions. He starts screaming. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One time when he takes his pen out. Yeah. And then you've... Uh, You've got the other guy who's very aggressive to him, and he comes up to him, and he's screaming, yelling. Julie Kavner's trying to, like, put him at ease and everything. And she's like, you're a good guy. I can tell you're a good guy. you got to stick with this, and don't worry. It gets easier being around here and everything because, uh, obviously, you're in a place where things can get crazy. And they actually have, a like, a love interest kind of building in this movie. But the, the meat of this movie is about this experimental drug that is given to these catatonic people, and they suddenly wake up. They, like... Some of these people yeah. have been catatonic for 30, 40 years, and they uh, – at first it's just like a kind of a twitch and a type of thing, but w- the great scene is where they bust in. I guess he's sleeping in his office, or maybe he has a residence there. I'm not sure. Robin Williams and the uh, one of the other nurses busts in and says, you got to get up. It's a fucking miracle. Uh-huh. And they go into the other room, and you don't know as a viewer what you're uh, about to see because you've seen all these catatonic people. You might – I was thinking you were going to see one person uh, kind of his hand moving or something like that. Right. But they are fully awake. Right. They're fully awake and aware, and they're walking around, and they could almost not control them. Mm-hmm. And they – it's really phenomenal and uh, kind of emotional that uh, these people – and what's interesting about the De Niro character is De Niro had gone in there when he was a kid. Remember they showed it early in the movie where he's at the right. bus stop and he has like a seizure That's on the right. ground yeah. and his mom sees him <laughs> from in there. And then basically he goes into a catatonic state from that point on. So he's kind of got a mentality of a uh, – he's not like childish I would say, but he's very kind of sweet and uh, – kind of reserved in this movie yeah but i just remember when he's in the wheelchair and he throws the tennis ball to him and he catches the tennis yeah, ball it, it was a yeah. lot of really great tests yeah. to it and everything and some of the fun stuff were let me take him on field he trip? took him on yeah. field trips because yeah. he was like first of all they haven't done anything second of all they don't know how long this is gonna last yeah and well, that point, was the thing that right. was the thing and really. that was so sad and it dude. was very sad oh. did they ever figure out why that drug actually worked i don't know i don't know and that would be a great real documentary about this would be because fa- uh, that's phenomenal crazy to see. but 
that's what was really great in oh, work. So, so L-Dopa is Levodopa. So I'm, I know that like Carbidopa Levodopa is a generic brand of a drug for um, like seizures, seizures and yeah. tremors yeah. and stuff like that. It's just they um, must give it the right dose. At, and yeah, you know, so I don't know what the combination is or anything like that. Um, Something must be it, wrong with it or they would be using it right now. 68 degrees in a east wind on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, a lot of what was amazing on this was uh, De Niro reverting back. Yeah, you know you can see sad, it. Man. And remember, he Especially was starting. He, he started a relationship with Penelope Ann Miller in this movie. Remember, Penelope Ann she was Miller cute was as hell, man. You don't want to ruin. Oh yeah, them. I mean she was big top peewee. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Carlito way. Uh, so, so now it's used for Parkinson's disease. Okay, That's so it's, it's still for. got a purpose that they're using it yeah. for, which is great. But. So you get to slowly see his hand twitching and then his leg uh, and his head, and you could tell that he he just really put in like a Rain Man-esque performance oh, yeah. going back in there until they were all asleep again, you know? And so it was just oh, great capture in time. It's where, almost worse than waking up. Yeah, well, I know. Then uh, losing it all again? I would have think at the time you would assume that all right, we did it once. You know, we're gonna we'll I be able so. to figure yeah. out we could do it again. Don't leave me in a persistent vegetative state, by yeah. the way. No, yeah, please, please. <laughs> do the old, do I mean, the old uh, throw me in the nurse ratchet pillow yeah. <laughs> pillow test. No, I mean, leave me in there for a year at least. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dave, well, Dave said. He yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm just sleeping. <laughs> I'm just really, really tired. Oh, it's good uh, shit. I have mono. Something real special right now. We've got our traffic report up there on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. How's it going up there? Uh, Adrian, it's not going uh, exactly well. There's a water buffalo jackknife up there. It's not a very pretty picture. There's horns everywhere. I don't know what to say. We're going to maybe drop in a little napalm there and try and cook him down. Maybe a little barbecue. All right. <laughs> um, wow, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, let's just go with the... Fucking classic, man. 1980s Popeye. <laughs> I'm a huge Popeye fan, man, and I'm a huge fan of this movie. And I'm pretty sure Robert Altman directed really? this movie, which is, crazy. like, crazy. Uh, you'll have to look that up, Justin, yeah. if it's Robert Altman or not. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it is. And this was a musical, too, you know, along with... Uh, uh, just a balls out comedy. Uh, did you watch this when you were uh, really young? Um, I I think I watched it when I was like twelve. Really? Yeah. And I, we watched it. We watched it a lot. A lot. Oh, it was man. on a lot. Yeah. I mean, I watched it a lot, but I don't remember seeing it very young. You know, some that, of the best casting uh, in any movie. You I know? mean, this is how Mom got a seat. I'm Shelley remember? Duvall. Yeah. Oh she my used God. To say, you want to be strong like Popeye, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Robert yeah. Altman was Robert Altman, Altman man. Made the the lift. director of Mash and award winner Robert Altman man. You don't see him doing this That's type right. of movie often, but he did Mash the movie or Mash the TV show. The movie. I would yeah. gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger <laughs> today. today. Paul Dooley, uh, well cast. You got uh, the late, uh, what's his name? The guy with the uh, with the eyebrows. Donald. Uh, oh. Uh, Moffat. Yeah, yeah Donald, Donald Moffat. Moffat. He was great. You he also, played Bruno? But uh, no, no, no. He played uh, her father. The, t- the tax man. Oh, oh yeah, the tax what? man, not her father. Okay, okay. And <clears throat> But you uh, we got Shelly Duvall. squeaky eyes. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was Ray, uh, what the hell was his name? The old, probably the oldest guy on your list there. Uh, Ray Walston. <laughs> yeah, Ray Walston. 
But Shelly Duvall, oh. I mean, she was made for this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, this yeah. was she was olive Sweet oil, pea. man. Yeah. Or olive oil. Sweet, Sweet, Sweet baby. baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love the guy with the real rubbery neck in this movie oh, who yeah. was constantly going yeah. by. That's the guy who couldn't catch his hat and he was yeah. trying to do all that fun stuff. But even just his introduction into the town when he comes in at the very beginning and they mm-hmm. play that great the song set was incredible. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Mate, that set's still around. Is you it? could go and visit that. I, really, I, I would yeah. totally do. I would do it too. If you spent time building that thing. It's a that's iconic. Yeah, absolutely. Especially I, that harbor that ends. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With, the, the, with, with the octopus. octopus and, oh yeah. god, and yeah, the guy who played Bluto. It, they did a lot of great stuff camera work in this. Remember when uh, Bluto's waiting for her to come home, and uh, they appear at the doorway. Uh, all of they had just found Sweet Pea abandoned, and it's so it's Shelley Duvall, it's Robin Williams, and they're standing in the doorway and. Uh, they realize that Bluto's been there waiting for him, and Bluto turns around and he closes his eyes and shuts them real tight. When he opens it, they're all wearing red clothes. <laughs> and then he closes his eyes again, and they're back to normal and everything. But it had some of those great camera uh, works on it that were really, really fun, man. Yeah, uh, but he encapsulated. Oh, and oh, those forearms! Like, remember those forearms? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, those were great. With the voice, oh yeah. And the even the. A lot of it with me was the uh, was, a lot was of it there a Pappy was Pappy yeah yeah that one? was Ray Walston oh okay he was yeah. the one member tied up in the chair and he's trying to he's, he's the, the same he's the com- com- pipe he's That's the Commodore right, yeah. remember he's yeah. the Commodore that was That's only right. dealing with Bluto and you didn't realize that he, he was, was uh, he was his dad but with me Robin Williams the talking under his breath yeah. was the best yep. part yeah. of it someone would say something and yeah, then he would say it under his breath and it. When you watch it, it, it's all words. It's all making sense and everything. It mm-hmm. just adds to the comedy of it, man. But if you watch the cartoon, which I've done several times, oh yeah, it it's pretty. Oh, it's pretty representative exact. of. The, oh yeah, oh yeah. This was probably the the one of the best cartoon adaptions, really. Doesn't he like? Isn't there like a giant squid or something? Yeah, at the end. Octopus. Yeah, yeah octopus. octopus. Okay, They're yeah. Davy Jones Locker. Yeah, That's they, right. Yeah, they kidnap Sweet Pea and Stick uh, some olive oil. One of those olive oil. Olive oil, one of those horn things for a ship. Yeah, oh yeah, vents. yeah, the big vents that yeah. come out. My wife still the uh, <laughs> if she <laughs> she does that. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, my oh. wife will do that to the cats in uh, my Siamese. They'll stick them in a my Siamese right? brown cat will. Yeah. Will pop up and her, her ears will perk and she'll run in the room uh, like uh, like Christine is sick or something and she'll she'll sit right up and stare right at her when she does that voice so much so that we don't do it often because it freaks her out a little bit that's, that's really funny, funny. wrong speed we've got it on the wrong speed for those of you who are recovering from a hangover that's gonna sound just right alright Dave what you got alright <laughs> Now let's put the other one that was going to be in my top 50 and more recent than a lot of these ones, um, Goodwill Hunting. It's not he, your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying that. It's Stop fault, saying man. that. <laughs> yeah, this made some careers. Oh, and it, oh, yeah. And this is the movie that won uh, Robin the Oscar. Yep. So. How do you like them apples? Oh, yep. man, that was oh, my that was favorite. Ryan in the whole scene. movie is by... Ben Affleck yeah. with mm-hmm. the hamburger. He's like, yeah. I'm going to put the hamburger up here and we'll put you on a hamburger 
payment plan. Yeah. <laughs> Every week, you give me $2 or something. <laughs> uh, Casey Affleck, yeah, it was really, really... I mean, the script was these guys. Didn't yeah. they, I don't they know. wrote this, right? They wrote this. Yeah. And they, they got were, and they were writing it. It's like somebody else claimed they stole some of their shit from them. Oh, wow. That was way later because they won the Academy Award. They won this. the Academy Award. Yep. And it made both of their careers. Absolutely. They, oh, went, yeah. they went off and did separate shit. Yep. I'm yep. not sure they've done anything to get... They no, they dogma. did Dogma. Did, After yeah. dogma, dogma, I think dogma. they kind of split and they went off to do their own things. And both uh, of them, they did I, Jay and Silent Bob. It did come. They back were for that. separate yeah, yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Actually, no. There was one scene where they were together making, uh, yeah, making, making Goodwill Hunting too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they pulled out a bunch of guns because uh, they were actually hunting people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure Ben. I'm sure Ben Affleck gets along with uh, him and Kevin Smith. Do not talk anymore. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Kevin well, Smith blames himself. He said he, he he revealed he pulled back the curtain too much on a couple things, mm. and uh, I think it got Ben. Well, Affleck was a creep. Yeah, he was kind of kind of creepy. He's he kind of creepy. Got caught up in a little minor Me Too. Yeah, like oh, that's right. He was uh, he being he, creepy to women. He, he like uh, like side boob grabbing type of thing too. Yeah. But remember, yeah, I told you the story. In the scope of it. It's probably he hasn't done anything that most of the male leading men out there probably haven't done, and it's not an excuse. No, yeah. at all. Well, I told you the, but it's it, not. Co- to it's me, not it common. tells me the type of guy he is. I uh, remember the story I told you yeah, about yeah. what I had heard on that. I won't tell the podcast, but yeah. it was by a bunch of guys that hung out with Ben Affleck a lot back in the day before he was super famous, yeah. and he loved to do those. Those asshole frat boy uh, type. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pull my balls out, and rub them on your yeah. forehead. Yeah, well, that's what he did. He would wait till someone passed, or he didn't. He would just come up behind someone. He would take his balls out and put them on their neck. I guess that was their thing. His I, thing. Well, we grew up in Massachusetts, and that's something that. See, I would just wait for him to go to there. sleep. And then and punch him in the nuts. Oh, I would fucking <laughs> yeah. take a baseball bat. To <laughs> Shit. I don't yeah, know usually, something not funny it. now, is it? <laughs> someone like that gets their comeuppance. <laughs> someone smashes those nuts at some point. <laughs> but I really like the way they had Matt Damon's character. Yeah, like, he just wanted to be a Southie. Yeah. I mean, we grew up probably yeah, twenty they, miles. From there's where a reason they, they nailed mm-hmm. these accents. I mean, they, yeah. all, those guys were all they, from there. They're all right. from there. Yeah. Casey Affleck and uh, his brother and and people think it's an easy accent to do, but it's easy to spot it, when you're if doing. If you it do it rad. poorly, yeah, it sounds like you're doing a character. Oh, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's to bad. me, it's the same thing as when you know people try and do a Southern accent yeah. and like, and every single word sounds yeah. just like, like this, like and that. it's like no. But they do do strong Boston accents, and there are people that are very strong Boston accents. Or yeah. in New Hampshire, uh, our buddy Zach has a very strong. Uh, oh, he never accent. lost it. No, I yeah. gotta, he is. Some people don't here. lose it. We I, lost ours. I, I lost mine in a it'll year. Com- it'll come out every once. No, in a while. I was just about to say. I think it's hilarious when y'all do that too. Like for, I remember there was a specific point on the pod back in the day and it was like you were talking about uh terry gar oh yeah and terry you, yeah terry movie. guy i mean gar <laughs> yeah. like yeah <laughs> had to say her name yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah I, I hear it every time i go up there but yeah you you, will you, get, find you fall back into it if you're yeah, you i will. was up there for a year oh, and yeah. i was starting to fall back into it and yeah. i was mad at myself i was like oh man because when you come back you're like is everybody just retarded? Or yeah. <laughs> i know you can't say that word but you use that word a lot up there uh, <laughs> But. So yeah, why don't you tell us about the uh, the meat of uh, Goodwill Hunting? What's and going who's on the with it? who's the professor? Ah, uh, God, played brilliantly by uh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, they he he go. Oh, that's Stellan. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I love guy. the scene at the end when he's talking about the Unabomber to him and the at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. They're kind of going back and forth. But so Matt Damon, you know, he's a janitor. Now this is funny because there's probably two hundred colleges. 
in the greater Boston, New Hampshire, Rhode Island area, yeah. tiny colleges mm-hmm. like, with 400 people all the way up to UMass is 50,000 people. Uh-huh. And you do have that towny slash college dynamic. Yeah. A lot up there. Mm-hmm. I mean a lot. Every John Christian and I, when I moved back, we were bar going age. Like when yeah. I left, I wasn't old enough to yeah, go to yeah, bars. Yeah. I went back at 25, and I was like, shit, I can go to the bars now. Right. So we started going out there, and it was really that kind of, like, it's a towny bar, it's a college bar, it's a towny bar, a college bar. Right. Then every once in a while, you'd have it mix over, and it was kind of a cool dynamic. Um, but Matt Damon was a janitor on Harvard or MIT. 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 Mm-hmm. And um, he, they, a lot of times, and they have this now, they'll have a... They'll have a math equation that no one yeah. solved. Right. That's really, that was the fun element of the movie. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was you know? great. They, or that was like only six people in the world have ever solved it. Or right. Whatever. So it was on the board. Pre-internet. Too. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. It was, so they put it on the board and he's like, you know, he, he had won a medal, freedom medal, yeah. which is the highest prize for math. You can kind of write your own ticket. Um, Skarsgård had won that. Yeah. Right. So... And he was friends with Robin Williams. He was friends with Robin Williams, who Robin Williams apparently was a smart person too, but they decided to go into psychology rather than mathematics. Yeah, he still in Skarsgård. He he, he disagreed with Robin Williams' choices in life. And so they they had a relationship, but they weren't friends. Yeah, they weren't friends. They They were were friendly, but they weren't. And they have a past. Skarsgård kind of like like needled him a lot. Yeah. And. so like, whatever, I'm gonna work for Thor later. Yeah. <laughs> so he puts this math problem on the board, expecting that nobody. He's like, I put a board out throughout the semester, take a look at it, yeah. see if you can come up with your theory or whatever. So the next day, people bust into Scarlet office, like you gotta see this. Yeah. And uh, someone, someone solved, solved it. it. Yeah. <laughs> he calls a huge meeting. And everybody shows up, like his classroom is packed because they're going to reveal the genius that solved this. Yeah. And he's like, did you solve it, Frank or Michael or whatever? Yeah. He's like, ah, not me. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the meeting's over and he, nobody figured out yeah. who was doing it. But so then They put a second one up there, right? They put a that, second one yeah. up there and that's when Matt Damon was like, Push broom in the hallway yeah. and stopped yeah. to do something. Yeah. He saw him. Yeah. And he chased him. Yeah. He's like, hey, you. Like, hey. Yeah. And like he found out that he was. Yeah, he was one of those people that just he didn't even know why he knew the answer to all of that. Yeah, right. Yeah. He just, just knew the kind answer of a to savant it. Yeah. in that way. Yeah, but then he—that's when you, he realized he had other issues, you know, and uh, that he needed someone yeah. to talk to. Yeah, I love the George Plimpton uh, scene oh, when he's where, where Matt cycling through fucking with him. So he takes him to a bunch of different psychologists. Yeah, mm. to see if he could find someone that could relate find, with him. Yeah, and help yeah, him out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the George Plimpton one's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where he's talking about the club. Boom, yeah. boom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he calls him a homosexual yeah. and everything, Wait, and he's, he, he's freaking out. So yeah, not until he got to Robin Williams, who is another Southie kind of guy, and they can yeah. relate with the Red Sox and, yeah. and Carlton Fisk and all that other uh, great stuff that he they makes talk him about. Mad. He saw oh, Robin yeah. Williams kind of get pissed off. Oh yeah, once oh, and yeah. oh, when he talked about him. the painting of the yeah. the rowboat yeah, in the because he was almost ocean. like reverse analyzing. <laughs> yeah, Robin he grabbed Williams. him by yeah, the yeah, fucking throat and he yeah. said, "Don't you ever talk about my wife." He oh, said, yeah. I, will "I will end you." you. That was yeah. a great yeah. line too, man. And he was looked scared, man. No, I, that, <laughs> he looked scared. Yeah, no. In this that was a great role for Robin Williams. Oh yeah, and he must have known that when he read the script by a couple of unknowns who just wrote the script and it just happened to be fantastic, man. Yeah. When this movie came out, I remember. I think it was the same year. Almost the same time period as Titanic. 
I'm pretty sure. This movie I remember was everyone, hit. Yeah, everyone was going to out, see Titanic, right. and they were going to see Goodwill Hunting. And I remember I had seen both in the week, and I was like, well, Goodwill Hunting is I gotta, way better. I got to tell my other favorite part. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Is So after he's doing these things for Skarsgård, uh, he sets him up with some job interviews. Yeah. And uh, so he doesn't go to the job interview, but he sends Matt Damon to go for him oh. as his proxy. Oh, and no. Matt Damon uh, shows no, uh, ben no. Affleck. Ben, uh, ben yeah, Affleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sends Ben Affleck, and Ben <laughs> Affleck's wearing this suit that's like three sizes too small for him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like sitting back in the chair, <laughs> lean back. He's like, retainer. <laughs> retainer. I need $300. And they're all looking at him like, oh. what? <laughs> he, he like extorts him for 300 bucks. Oh, that was really But funny. we didn't talk about the girl. She was really good in this. Uh, oh, Mimi Driver. Uh, Mimi Driver. Yeah. Driver. She was like, really good. He has good. love interest. And it was fun. I mean, there was a lot going on. He, even like the, the bromance between him yeah. and Ben where he was like, nothing would make me happier than if I show up Showed to pick up you and up you're and you're not there. They had some cheesy stuff like, oh, I got up out of Woman, talk to a, yeah. about a woman or yeah. something. Yeah, there was a lot that. of feel goody stuff, but at this time it really it worked, worked with it. It played. Yeah. It, yeah. It, was, yeah. it got everybody. I bought this on VHS in New York on the Staten Island Ferry really? from a guy from who a was dude selling bootlegs. Black, nice. yeah. black book bag. <laughs> yeah. Was it like not even out of the theater? Well, it was or? in the theater. Oh, nice. Did it have like know, a hand-drawn yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, label? Somebody had gone in with the video <laughs> recorder could, and you Will, know, made William tapes. Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one movie I did that uh, too back in the day where I bought a bootlegged one at a flea market for uh-huh. a movie that was in the theater and was Cabin Boy and I was oh, so nice. thrilled yeah. with it. I was Avatar. I got a bootleg was Yeah, that was way after. And technically we got Shaun of the Dead a year and a half before it came out here, oh, wow. but that was already available uh, in England. So. Yeah, it was um, Fallen, Amistad, <laughs> and uh, Good Will Oh, it was a threesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All on the same tape? Five, no, it was five, oh, five apiece. Oh. 15 bucks. Boom, wow. give me those. Unfortunately, Amistad didn't work, and I still haven't seen that movie. I have not seen Amistad. <laughs> <laughs> could be your favorite movie, you don't be. even know. It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. Hot of this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. So we got two movies left here. I'm going to take until it ends on Justin this week. That All does right. not happen. Often. I know. All right. So I'm going to bust out with uh, I love Terry Gilliam. Who could not like Terry Gilliam? I have no idea. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> if um, I ever met the person, I would surely get them to talk to you. <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I really do like he if those of you who don't know he's basically the creator of uh of monty python <laughs> that's away, where he yeah <laughs> he, he did all those monty python movies and he branched out and he's always kind of known for weird movies he eventually really? Mo- moonchausen fear and loathing in las vegas 12 monkeys uh he's been trying to do his don quixote movie for like 25 years and for some reason it's still not working but it's he's still almost, holding the candle you know doors. what though it's almost don quixote-esque yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's almost that's what Don Quixote would do, right? Yeah. <laughs> but one of his one of his movies that I loved, and I went and saw this with my uh, my friend. Damn, I can't remember from high school. We used to go to the movies all the time together, like Ed? every Friday. No, it was uh, Chris. Is his name was? I didn't hang out with him that much uh, after my like freshman and sophomore year. He got a girlfriend, and he joined ROTC oh, and did his over. own thing. See yeah, came over. Yeah. <laughs> girlfriend she, to ROTC. Well, she <laughs> and she was in ROTC too, so it was like wow. they were just all in that. But I remember going seeing this with him. I went and saw uh, Erner Scared Stupid. We went and saw nice. some random movies. Uh, my friend Adam, I went and saw a lot too. <laughs> no, me but uh, Fisher King was one of the movies we saw that we had no idea how kind of complex and intense and a, a wild ride this movie was going to be. Teen, it's not a 
it's not a teenage 16 year old boy no movie. man this was something that was uh that was really amazing and there was some shots in this movie that still give me kind of the, the what chills, year did this man. come out 91 when did howard stern start that's coming? a good question right there after 91 i would assume but probably not long after 91 i remember so. listening to those was it him and terry uh lex and terry yeah, yeah. When, when I was down in South Florida, yeah. that was like 93. Shock jocks became a thing. Yeah. That's, that's what really this centered around was, was the shock jock kind of played by Jack. Uh, or No, it's Vogel. played by Jeff Bridges, but I think Jack his character, his Jack, name was Jack, Jack Lucas. Lucas. Jack Lucas, Jack yeah. Lucas. And he was that character. You know, he was, he was the Howard Stern type of character where he had no problems insulting the callers yeah. that were calling in. Another great movie that dealt with that type of stuff was Talk Radio. Remember Talk oh, yeah. Radio? That was so great. That was Oliver Stone. Uh, so basically that's what happened. He went off on one listener a little too far and that listener went to a restaurant that like night with like a shotgun and uh shot up the entire place and killed a whole shitload of people oh wow. now that was the backstory and that that's when jeff bridges's career kind of went down in the dumps everything from that point down just was horrible for him to the point where he uh was gonna jump off a bridge and then he had like tied cement shoes yeah. to himself. He could have looked at it as a rating opportunity, but he did not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he lost everything. He was about to kill himself. And then uh, he gets saved by Robin Williams, who's a homeless guy living uh, in Central Park and kind of uh, the offshoots of Central yeah. Park. Like two asshole frat boys were going to yeah. baseball bat him and light him on fire. Yeah. They oh, would like pouring gasoline on him on. When well, Robin showed up, and Robin showed Robin up. was wild man in this movie. They let him go crazy. Oh and God! He had. Can this, you imagine him? Play somebody could, mentally. Oh, well, he looks like do whatever you want. He looked like in uh, Jumanji. Yeah, you know when he at came the beginning. Out. Of yeah, yeah, he absolutely <laughs> did. But he was very like, I mean, quoting Shakespeare, and he was constantly uh, claiming that he was looking for the Holy Grail, and he was yeah. had, he was being hunted down by this red uh, knight. Which you actually saw, he would go into like almost convulsions and kind of uh, manic episodes yeah. because he would think that this red knight was chasing him. You could tell immediately, wow, he's got. Uh, was it Barry? Was that his uh, character's name? He had two names. He had Perry. a real name and then yeah. he had a fake name. He yeah, was his going Barry by. name. I think it was what he was, was going by. Perry with Perry. A uh, so you got to see. Jeff Bridges and Robin Williams kind of uh, have these interactions together because Jeff Bridges basically had nothing else going on. And well, yeah, well, you missed the whole. Well, I I wasn't going to reveal what reveal actually happened. Reveal it. Well, I was going to, but I don't think at this point in the movie we, we knew yet, did we? Oh, I guess he I did. Think we did because the uh, because the black, the black guy, guy when he went by, to the yeah. he showed him all the photos of him. He used to be a professor. Yep. And what happened is he went to that wine bar. And his wife got was one of the people that got shot with yeah. the shotgun. And you didn't see it actually happen until no. the very end. Until the very and when end. it happened, it was crazy. Because do you remember that they didn't show the wife get shot, but they, sh- they showed, showed all her brains going on Robin Williams' yeah. face. Oh, and it yeah. was like the most horrific thing. I, I thought that was crazy when it happened in the movie yeah. theater when I saw Nowadays, it. I did not expect to see that. I, It's weird how we've become, as a society, I don't want to get off too much on a tangent, but 
with something like that could break out really quickly. Yeah. I was at Save a Lot like three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, and there was like a girl in a car driving next to slowly next to a guy, and they were screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh god! And I was walking yeah, into the store, be around. and then he turns and runs into the store, and all of a sudden I'm like looking for the other exits. Yeah. Along the edge, yeah. like. If Casey's coming in and yeah. she chases him in there with a fucking gun or yeah. something, yeah. I was like, I really felt, and yeah. I said to the lady in there, I was like, someone's coming in there in distress. Yeah, dude, I, there was one time uh, I was at the movie theater actually in. Ooh, that's the worst because there is Arizona. only two ways. Yeah, in. I was there with with my ex wife in Arizona, and like, you know, nothing happened, but we were there, we're sitting there. And some guy comes in with like a straight up fucking duffel bag. You know oh. what I mean? Sits right behind us and instantly just starts rooting through his duffel bag. And I just told, I said, get up. We're leaving right yeah. now. You know what I mean? And we let, and nothing happened. Everything was fine. But like, that's where we are as a society. Yeah. Well, you got terrible. That. Yeah. Just in the like, last week, there's been uh, two people leaving businesses uh, without paying, and then the owners chasing getting in front of the car, and they've run over them. Yeah. Uh, last not, night I heard about it. Someone in the suburban just yeah. ran over some guy and killed him. It's not worth Jesus. it. It was someone didn't want to pay for like $23. Yeah, the, the other one earlier in the week was a was woman who got her nail nails salon. done. Yeah, yeah, the nail salon wouldn't pay. The woman came out there and stood in front of her. Don't stand in front of the car. That's what this tells you, first of all, because they're, they're, people will run you well, over. Well, they're counting over, on you Over $40. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Come on. And now they're in prison for the rest of their yeah. life or for mm-hmm. that and they deserve mm-hmm. to be but so yeah you realize Je- that does not make jeff bridges feel good certainly he kind of falls back into a depression for a little bit but he also thinks maybe there's an opportunity here yeah. where i could make his life better yeah and we haven't talked about mercedes rule in this who was amazing and she won the i think she won the gold she Globe won for this. the oscar oh she won the oscar for this if you pull up i pulled up i didn't her, realize that. i pulled up her whatever wi- happened to her page? Page? she is so good look at Look at all the awards she won for, for that movie. movie. Yeah, she won the Golden Globe, the Oscars, the Saturn Award, the People's Choice Award. Like she was she good in swept it. Across. Uh, and it was crazy. She, she was good in it, but it, it was, wasn't like next level. But she was good. She was good. She was really good. Yeah. I mean, it was best supporting actress. Hell, I thought and Amanda Plummer probably did a better did job a and probably job deserved too. it. But Amanda Plummer is the crisp, the female Crispin Glover. Yeah, you know, she's a weird looking girl, and she knows it, and she uses. It. She's Honey Bunny from uh, yeah. from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. She's just yeah. and, <laughs> and she was in yeah, and she was in World According to Garp, and she is she is perfect at playing that weird yeah. per- character and this yeah. is probably the weirdest one she's played the lydia was it, character she in uh don't she was in uh so i married x murder yeah oh yeah she, she was, was the max awesome. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh god she was so you ever seen that movie oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is if you had oh no that is my favorite comedy of all time <laughs> I can make you some Kona coffee and some pancakes. <laughs> and the next thing you yeah. start pulling the Fruit Loops yeah. in there. I didn't have any of that other stuff. <laughs> Hit! Yeah. Cry yourself to sleep on your giant pillow. <laughs> Piper down! Man, I haven't talked about that movie enough. So. We'll have to have a Mike right. Myers pot. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he decides... It, it's revealed that Perry is obsessed with with the Lydia character and it's if you if you see the character in the movie yeah. it's it's so the character you would not be obsessed with mm-hmm. but he loves the fact that he has been he watches her outside her her building and watches her come yeah. down and and eat dumplings and uh and she's just awkward man and uh she just is by herself and everything. That so they warm. come up with this great ruse to get her a uh video game uh, oh, a video right. uh, uh membership 
and uh, because Mercedes Rule has a uh, VHS shop and everything, and they're going to get her there, and they're going to introduce her and Perry, and they're going to get them to fall in love, which they, they actually do at some point. Uh, and Perry's all for it. I love when they're dressing him up in the suit, yeah. and uh, oh, it's just so funny watching him go through that transformation, man. But it's all... It's all Robin Williams, man. I'm surprised he did not win the Oscar for this movie because if, if certainly if Mercedes Rule was good enough in it, Robin Williams, man, was next level in this. Yeah, so was Jeff was, Bridges, really. He was nominated, but he, yeah. he was nominated. Yeah, he was nominated. Jeff Bridges was win. so good in this. This is kind of not the thing Jeff Bridges d- does in this several scenes where What's he, my is, favorite line? he is breaking down. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going They're mood busting? No, but it's seek. The Jack of Daniels, <laughs> so that I get chit face. Yeah, but that scene in general, oh, uh, yeah. when they're that, he did a full frontal nude. Scene. Oh yeah, full frontal. Wow, Robin Williams, big uh, balls flopping around, jumping around. They're uh, they call it moon busting. Takes balls. <laughs> so they're in Central Park, and he waits till the moon is full, and Robin Williams takes all his clothes off, and uh, uh, sort of he's got a sweater on. Yeah, well, that's his own personal. <laughs> sweater. But I love that he's even singing to himself. Uh, yeah, when man. he's doing it. But what? So wasn't there like a story of the Fisher King? Wasn't yeah, like, yeah. He yeah. tells him the story yeah. about the Holy Grail and about the it was held by a commoner after the king was yeah we didn't looking for that. it for his whole life and he was Rob Williams was magically seeking this Holy Grail. I guess you see the little people, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but was, wait, we didn't even mention at some point Rob Williams goes catatonic. Yep. And Jeff Bridges comes up with the idea, well, if I get him this stupid Holy Grail, which is not the Holy Grail, it's just, just something a, at some, some guy's house. Chalice cup. Or uh, or, but it is in like this, it, it's in this high rise where he would have yeah. to break in to get it. He mm-hmm. decides to literally kind of put that role yeah. of the Fisher And then they have on. that crazy part of that scene. You remember when uh, he breaks in, but... The owner of the had house like, had tried to commit suicide. Yeah, I think he was just drunk, wasn't he? Or I think did he, he tried to kill himself. Yeah. And so uh, Jeff Bridges like pulls the alarm or something on his way yeah. out, so the cops show up and he yeah. and uh, we'll and, find him. And then shows up at the uh, yeah. kind of the and I love like a mental institution. Yeah, it was like a hospital kind of, uh, but it had like that whole room where there was tons of patients there and everything. But I love when we. Could, when they showed that scene and we realized that Lydia has been visiting him every day and bringing him like these pajamas with fire engines on it and shit like that. (laughs) It was great. And it ended up really, uh, in a lighthearted way, man. This is a lot of people have different kind of ideas about Terry Gilliam. And I get it because he's a weird director. You're either going to buy into like, uh, Baron Munchausen or you're not. Does he do the actual time bandits? That's another one he did. What's that? Uh, Yeah. He does all those drawings on the Monty Python. Yep, uh, he's in charge of all those, and those drawings and everything. Weird. Yeah, he's a weird guy. And Search of the Holy Grail. It's funny because that is another Grail theme yeah. that he had. Fear and Loathing. I mean, you think of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which is basically at an hour and forty five minute drug movie. Uh, like someone do they who do drugs awesome. in that movie? Sometimes. One oh, really? or two. <laughs> <laughs> what, many. Those girls are just so pretty. Gomer, are you here in Vietnam? Yes, I am. Surprise, surprise, surprise. All right. <laughs> too many. Justin, you got one left. All right. Uh, so this is going to go. you want to bust into Bicentennial. Yeah. <laughs> was it Club Paradise? Is that on? It wasn't on here. Uh, I love uh, Club yeah. Paradise, too. <laughs> but I, I haven't seen it uh, recently, so I would. Uh, but we should give it a, a quick nod. Sure. Club Paradise was so fun. It had uh, Rick Moranis and yeah. Eugene Levy and Joe Flattery, yeah, almost yeah. everyone from Second City, yep. but with Robin Williams in it, too. Oh, wow. And it was really, really fun, man. That's awesome. Um, so this, unfortunately, is on a little more of a lower note than that one. Amen. But uh, mm-hmm. 19, it's a great movie, 1989's Dead Poet Society. Oh, nice. 
and oh, this captains, was my captain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, this is me and Dave just watched this movie because we were like, uh, I hadn't seen it since it came out. Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't seen it. And it had been a while for me too, but I I knew a lot of people that this was their favorite movie of all time. Man, That's that a they great movie. really love this movie. It was yeah. a very I, intellectual yeah movie. Like mm-hmm. if you were looking for that type of movie. This one kind and it of was delivered in a lot of educators, I imagine. Like, and it was perfect um, for Robin because it allowed him to be funny, but be really serious and kind of yeah. play this intelligent character, which yeah. we got to see him play later in his career. And this was earlier in his career, eighty nine. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this was when he was still doing silly shit. I yeah. mean, he but never you went talked a little bit earlier about that his he and his wife were going. through This was the movie, yeah, that I was talking about where oh, he was going this through movie it. And but it's yeah. got to be it's got to be hard, it, man. But it's also got to be fabulous for these these young actors because oh. a lot of these actors all of them went on to do stuff varying Hawk. ranges of how huge they became Ethan Hawke biggest one to come out of Ethan Hawke was absolutely the biggest him and Kirkwood Smith probably were the Kirk two biggest Smith. actors in this movie <laughs> Kirkwood Smith made a career out of being an asshole and, until he hit that 70s show and yeah. then he was just funny kind of as hell everyone always dumbass. that's his like <laughs> that's his MacGyver you know from now on he is Red Foreman right regardless yeah. of what to me he's always he Clarence Boddicker yeah, he's Robocop? always Clarence Boddicker yeah. to me but uh, I <laughs> loved him evil fuck in that movie oh man I love Clarence Boddicker. <laughs> so uh, can you fly, can you Bobby? Fly, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really funny. So yeah, I mean, this kind of. What year was this? Eighty uh, nine uh, was ninety nine or eighty nine. And we and I was, we were both at the Christian school at that time. Yeah. And it wasn't a boarding school like that. This was a high-end uh, prep school, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was a high-end prep school, and it reminded me... Uh, of, 1959 is when this took place. Oh, though. was it? So, yeah, so it was a period piece. Mm. Yeah, they dropped your kids off. Yeah. You saw them at see Christmas. See in four years, yeah. You saw them at Christmas and during summer break, maybe. And, and the parents seemed happy with it. And the kids, for the most the part, had no problem with it. because and they seemed to really crave learning, which but I, also I got, understood that going to a private school. But most... When you go to a public school, nobody's yeah. there to learn. But I also got the impression that uh, these weren't parents that these kids felt any really kind of love and connection with. No, they might no. have loved You're them, of course. You're going to be a doctor but, 20 years from now, uh, and here's your... Yeah, we saw the interactions yeah. between two of the parents, at least. Kirkwood Smith, who was yeah. uh, uh, that Leonard... What's the guy with three names in this? Leonard Scott. Uh, damn, he, Leonard was on Skinner? Ho- he was on a ho- house. Robert Sean Leonard. Robert Sean Leonard became super famous in the show House, if anyone out there watches House. Uh, I never was a fan, uh, fan of the yeah, show. he became but, like uh, House's boss, Yeah, right? yeah, I think... Did or, you say he was in like... He was in like 171 episodes, episodes of it or something oh, wow. like that. So he was in from the beginning. But uh, we got to see Ethan Hawke's parents in this, and they were the same way. You got the impression that uh, even at the well, end, they were like, you, you told. And yeah. that was the 50s, too. Yeah. Right. Think yeah. about that kind of dynamic between, because it's weird. My Our cousins, um, my mom's brother was like 10 years older than her. Yeah. Or eight years older than something her. Something like that. And Yeah, uh, I think Diane was 10. So he was. My grandfather was a drill sergeant, and he got the full brunt of that. Yeah. So my cousins grew up under like that kind of yes sir, no sir. Yeah. yeah. Like you're doing 4-H, you're not going to baseball practice. You go. Like, we were the we were the cousins pissing on the side of the house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We, were like, we were the guys that were like, you better study, or you're gonna end up like, like the me. debris yeah, boys. Exactly. Right. <laughs> 
What's wrong with us? Yeah, right. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you wouldn't have a podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we like throw fireworks at their feet. <laughs> yeah, just because my cousin's the mayor in, in Ohio. <laughs> I remember the one of the first times I realized how there were several times where I realized how strict they were uh, oh, yeah. when you hung out there and you saw the chores that they were doing. But well, I you remember, had to do them. Yeah, you had to do if them. You stayed over the night. You did chores that day. Very strict. But there was at the time at Christmas where one of them got a box of Cheez-Its for Christmas, and they were so excited, like they had yeah. just got the Millennium Falcon yeah, or something. Wow. Sugar and I was cereal, like, no junk crap. Food. They grew I up said, in farms. Yeah, I was like, holy crap, they are so excited about a box of Cheez-Its. Said, we got like 10 of those at yeah. home, dude. We, yeah. throw, we <laughs> come over sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, we used to get, remember, this is way off track, but we used to, Dad used to trade out services with the Petridge Farm. Yeah. So we had oh, a nice. whole freezer full of goldfish and mint Milanos. What? I mean, and those and our, and our grandfather worked for planners no so, nabisco wow. uh no planners and then it was well yeah, yeah it was both too wow. so he yeah. had all those gummy candies yep. and the chocolate bars oh Dang. man it was good man. we Ballin'. were spoiled <laughs> <laughs> i used to sell that shit to our friends Fuck for, yeah. yeah so none of these kids at the okay. prep school they weren't eating their cheeses yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it was very strict that was my point it was yeah. very strict and we don't know that but they but it, it, it kind of centered around this one kind of teacher that used to go to that school, yeah. but he was kind of rogue, you know? Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was very encouraging of letting kids speak, uh, think for themselves and speak for themselves. And he, to the point where even the headmaster's like, that's not what they do here. Yeah, no, he they was do almost, what they're told, man. He was yeah. almost like an upscale character, the same as Good Morning Vietnam, just, you know, for the upper echelon. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, his teaching style was... They were like, unorthodox, were for sure. Yeah. You, know? you know? And I from the first day, remember, Remember that first day where he had them rip that front yeah. introduction yep. Stand off? Stand up on I their had, desk. Remember he did the, what was it? He put out like a formula that this oh, guy yeah, who, was yeah. reading, who wrote the book wrote and everything. And then yep. he immediately said, excrement. No, <laughs> rip it out. <laughs> and you don't get, I had a teacher like that. that and, and they do inspire you. Yeah. I, I'll tell one really quick story. We wrote our first or second paper for him in, in all of our papers, about 20 of us in the class. And the papers really sucked. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to fail all of you, but instead of failing all of you, I'm going to give you guys a chance. And he says, come out to the – so we went out to the hallway. He went up to the top of the steps, and he threw all the papers down the steps. He's one the ones that land. No, this no. was in at Manatee. Oh, interesting. He's like, whatever papers land on the top steps, those are the A's. The ones that land in the middle, those are the B's. The ones that go to the bottom are the C's. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. And that's our grade. That, hey, <laughs> yeah, try doing that now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was inspiring. Yeah. He was trying to get the kids to – think for themselves yeah. where you get the impression that their whole life was just the opposite yeah. of that yeah well and he was um he was teaching them like literature literature and, yeah. poetry. He, was poetry. Poetry. he was a poetry and literature he was english teacher. yeah yeah and to the point where and i mean these are the kids you want to talk uh poetry to because these kids seem to be into it oh they love yeah. to, to the point yeah. where yeah. they they found out about they got an old yearbook yep. uh, of robin williams mm-hmm. when he was at the school and they find a reference in there about the Dead Poet Society. And right. They kind of pry it out of him about what is this Dead Poet Society and he says, hey, we used to go and at Friday nights we would uh, quote poetry and, and hang out and talk and everything and uh, to me listening to him, I'm like, whoa, that sounds so lame. <laughs> but apparently, apparently to them, it, they, a couple of dorks. they love it. They look like nerds. They look like a couple of dorks. So yeah, then they there are gonna be doing their homework anyway so it's one step where it actually makes it a lot more fun so they yeah, decide yeah. to kind of break the rules and escape from the class and yeah. go down to this place that's it's pretty far out yeah where, where they can play instruments out there mm, and they can yeah. sing and they Smoke can do cigarettes whatever. what is the drink the kid changes his name remember um, 
Um, Which kid? Zahina or Hari- Havina. Or I can't think of what it is. Oh, I can't the one we says, my name is this. Remember the one that... Uh, that Fake, like, the fake the phone call in the middle of the assembly. Oh, yeah, his yeah, face. yeah. He, he just put the man. paint on his face. That's He's right. the one that brought the two girls there. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Dalton was the character played yeah. by Gail Hansen. Yeah, he was good in this, man. You got to see these kids go through different situations, but the the main one, the guy from House, what he's going through is you, you saw early on that his father, played by Kirkwood Smith, was super, super strict. Yeah. Right. And all, at one point, he just came into right the room. Out in the in uh, the beginning, remember? Yeah, but remember, at one point, he, he went in to talk to Ethan Hawke, and he was like, I want to be an actor. That's what I'm going to do. I'm, and Ethan Hawke's like, hey, you sure you want to do that? Your father's not <laughs> going to let you do it. dad's got you in medical school He's already. like, can't you let <laughs> me enjoy this for 10 seconds? He says, <laughs> I want to do it. And then he ends up uh, getting like the starring role in Midsummer Night's Dream that's yeah. done in town there and everything. And Rob Williams, you could see it in his face and everything and uh kirkwood smith says you're not going to do that you're going to do what i tell you to do and yeah. you have no choice in the matter. go tell right. him go tell him you quit L- it was L- like literally the before the, the performance yeah. literally the exact opposite of what robin williams is teaching him you know right. he's yeah. teaching him be a three thinker and kirkwood smith is like what's that bullshit yeah <laughs> even the headmaster was oh. like that's not how we want them do we we have a formula here. I'll you tell you. All the formula yeah. so can go on. And they could see the, the writing on the wall before it happened. Yeah. Because several people, that one kid acting out with the phone call and uh, wanting to go, he fell in love with that girl from Rising Sun that That's was right. at, the, uh, uh, at the party with the kind of regular public universities and everything. And they were all kind of breaking bad in a certain way. But it... And what they were doing was so mild, oh, even yeah. for 1959 yeah. standards. These he starred these, in a play. Yeah. Oh my what? god! Yeah. No son of mine's gonna be some. I think it was actor. more like he he just didn't listen to him. Yeah, like, yeah. He didn't matter that what it, whether he was no. good or not good. He and told the scene him he couldn't at the do end it where, he, where he showed up at the play, and you, yeah. as a viewer and even as the character, you were like, well, maybe he'll come around. He'll see how good he is. You know, yeah. and you'll see all the applause, and yeah. you'll see. And like, the father will wrap his arms around him and said, yeah, you could do what you want, son. That yeah. did not happen. That did not happen. <laughs> did not. <laughs> did not. He, he didn't flip out on him as much no, as I, I, I thought he was going to, yeah. but he did take him home and said, hey, uh, you're we're pulling you out of school. You're going to military academy, which is always the threat yeah. back in the day, Ooh. or even now, maybe I don't know. But uh, he did not take that well. No, he did not, and uh, didn't take him long to come up with the solution. Ooh, you know, and it was it was done very it was done very well where we didn't have to see it. No, yeah. I don't want to uh, ruin if you haven't seen Bed to Poet Society, but something horrible happens. And really, you get to experience it through Kirkwood Smith's tr- and his mother's reaction, which yeah. was horrible enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then it, it does come out with a good... Uh, they somehow kind of reeled it back in, very similar to this pod. Yeah. To a happier moment where, where Robin Williams is packing up his shit to leave, yeah. and you got uh, Ethan Hawke's the first one that makes the stand. Why don't yeah. you tell us what happens there? Well, uh, so, you know, basically he stands up and he says, like, what? Oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah. And, but there, there which was is a- something that they, he told them he could call them. They could call me, oh, captain. Because it was, was from, from Keating or Keating, Keats Pan uh, uh, Keats uh-huh. uh, uh, poem. Keats. Yeah. But yeah, and so like they, because he gives them a speech, you know, like a really endearing speech or whatever, and uh, he packs up his stuff, and they all end up one by one getting up on the desk. And well, remember the other, the headmaster's in there teaching the class yeah. and uh, screaming the whole oh, time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, everything. yeah. So you know, you could tell that this wasn't just a, uh, a random rebellion. This is not a rebellion. Like, rebellion. This could have uh, uh, repercussions yeah, big time. He threatened for him. him. He's like, because they all, they all felt kind of you. shitty that they were being forced to sign the paper. 
that kind of uh, made Played. it look like Robin Williams had a hand in this actually occurring, which is right. absolutely. I mean, he told zero. him you should follow your dreams, but yeah, that's beyond about that, as far as it was, right? Yeah, I mean, how mm-hmm. dare you? I would have. Th- Fought nail and tooth. Yeah, You're not it. pinning this shit on yeah, me. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck that. Me. Yeah, but yeah, uh, not all the students uh, no, stood up on the desk. One but Weasley, the flat re- top, redhead, yeah, the redhead kid, kid, man. He, oh, he yeah. ratted. He was the one that ratted everybody out. That's what happened too. Once he he basically you told the truth, everyone shut, had to kind of fall in place. Yeah, and they knew it too. Let that be a lesson to you. Shit, you ain't talking <laughs> to me. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. What that stays key, on the pod stays on the pod. That key has been thrown away yeah, a long dude. time ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've done mine. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a highlight in his career, for sure, being 89. It just it's a, it comes back to being a shame that we've lost Ryan Williams. But yeah. it also, when somebody this famous and this accomplished does leave, it is amazing that we have such a huge body of work. I mean, yeah. a huge body of work of movies we haven't even mentioned here. I mean, picking 13 out of his, like, 50 or 60 uh, movies that he did is difficult, man. Yeah. I mean, there might be some people arguing, why didn't you put Aladdin on this? Because it was probably one of the funniest things he did was the voice, uh, voicing mm-hmm. the Aladdin, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the genie character, yeah. man. Some of the, anytime that you can just let... Uh, you can wind them up and just let them go. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I, I would imagine uh, being a director myself in several indie movies. If I came across somebody that I thought was so fucking funny that you couldn't even stand it, you you just got to let him do his own thing, man. You got to give him the situation and just let him go in there and go crazy because yeah. that's what what he was great at doing, you know. And he left a good amount of stuff around for us to watch. I may go home and watch another one tonight. There you uh, go, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> Club Paradise. Oh, man. It's a hard movie to find, man. I I can't find Club Paradise anywhere. I mean, I'm sure you could probably buy it on YouTube maybe. or It might be a random YouTube one to find, but it was funny, man. That had that scene where uh, where, uh, Eugene Levy and... uh, What's his name? Rick, from Moranis. Rick Moranis. The whole movie, they were in Jamaica. The whole movie took yeah. place in Jamaica. All they wanted to find was weed in the yeah. whole movie. They eventually found the, the biggest bag, trash bag you ever could find of weed. It's that hard Remember? to find weed in Jamaica. Yeah, I know, right? At the end of the movie, the plane was having problems, remember, and it wouldn't, oh, yeah, yeah, there was yeah, yeah, too much yeah. weight, so the oh, pilot no. threw the weed out yeah. the window oh, yeah. into the ocean, and they're like, no! Yeah. <laughs> man, that was a funny movie, man. Oh, funny. But yeah, so go out there and uh, do yourself a favor and watch some uh, Robin Williams movies. Uh, I think next week we have a very exciting one. Heck yeah. It's possible we have already done it. I think we did. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> uh, it's a time travel pod, and... Uh, I've realized how many fantastic time travel movies there are, man. It's such a great uh, medium that, if told well, can really blow your mind. Oh yeah, you know, and it's been done. uh, It's been done well a lot. So I think we're going to talk about those. Really? Well, once you establish what they are, they all have rules. But you have to establish their own rules. Their own rules. No universal rules. I mean, it can't happen. So (laughs) yeah. I mean, if it well, if it can happen, if it is discovered in like thirty years. We're at two minutes and twelve seconds. Paul, show up at two minutes and thirteen seconds. Say yes, it does. Look, there he is. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Major disappointment. What are the uh, Powerball numbers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Us, that's all I need. Don't bit, don't bit this whole situation. <laughs> yeah. on us, man. <laughs> all right. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can check us out on our Facebook page, Fascinated with Films. We're also on uh, Twitter at Tupri Podcast. Get a hold of us on by email through fascinatedwithfilms at gmail dot com. Anything else? I think that's it, right? Handled it well. Handled it well. 
All right. So I guess uh, next Saturday we will see you again with some time travel stuff. Heck so yeah. until then, see ya. Bye. Peace. Seeing as how the VP is such a VIP, shouldn't we keep the PC on the QT? Because if it leaks to the VC, you can end up an MIA, and then we'd all be put on KP. Mm-hmm.